The latest news about the Star Wars open world game being built by Massive and Ubisoft has me a little concerned. There's a lot of reasons, actually, why I'm concerned for this title. I want to start by saying all of the reasons why this game could be amazing, why it could be really good but I have a lot of reasons to be concerned right now if you've missed it they're basically saying we're going to get a look at this game this year potentially a release this year I think it's more likely that we see a reveal but they are drawing attention to this title in 2023 if you like these kinds of discussions and sort of like opinion pieces make sure you're subscribed to the channel I discuss this with the live audience but I put all of the good information here right at the beginning so you don't have to go searching for it so I broke it up into parts I want to talk about why it could be good why it could be bad why this sounds really really fast so let me just start with why this could be good if you're not aware massive learned a lot of information and insight from the Division 1 and the Division 2. If you really looked at sort of the trajectory of the Division 1 late in its life cycle, they made really good improvements to it. There was the Division 1.8 patch, and a lot of that led to good changes and implementations in the Division 2. Largely, the improvements to min-maxing and gear farming have been praised by loyal Division fans. If you listen to anybody who has played through the division they have basically said look man this thing looks phenomenal it's where it needs to go and where it it needs to be and that could lend really really good development insight into a star wars open world game an open world star wars rpg has almost limitless potential if you look at the success of star wars mmorpgs you're talking about a massive amount of potential with lore, with characters, with abilities, with combat, with loot. There's so many things that they could do with this. We know that they could be truly going for something that feels like you're in a galaxy far, far away. From Tom Henderson, this is him speaking about the game and what we know so far. He says, quote, From what we already know, the Ubisoft Star Wars game will boast a fully open, seamless universe akin to what is found in No Man's Sky. In the game, players will be able to jump between systems, immersing themselves in a vast galaxy, bursting at the seams with activities. Now, obviously, that means that this game could be absolutely massive, no pun intended, and could be excellent. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited for this game. I I think they could bring really, really good things to the table. But there's also reasons why it could be bad. Let me give you those reasons right now. Massive has a history of poorly launched live service games that get better over time, but they lose a ton of the audience. And I think Star Wars fans are going to be very, very quick to criticize a game that just doesn't turn out that well. They're going to be the quickest to walk away and say, this game is not up to quality. This is not what we expected from this title they also have a habit of not properly using the main game and building a good end game that was the pitfall of the division one that was the pitfall of the division two many of us that walked away from the division one and two felt that the end game was sloppy it wasn't polished it wasn't ready to go and they always kind of have to find their way after the fact i think that's a reason why this game could be significantly poor in its launch i mean that's related to all the points I'm going to talk about about why this sounds like it's way too fast. I'll, I'll loop back to this. It's like, well, are you just going to rush out another minimum viable product? Are you just going to rush out something else to get people sort of in the funnel and then you'll fix it over time? 
The Snowdrop engine with third-person cover-based is essentially what they built the Division 1 and 2 in, and that's what's being used for this game. It could be awful for a Star Wars game that's going to need, I think, a wider variety of combat options. I always felt that a Star Wars open-world game was going to need to give you the option to be a smuggler, use a gun, use a blaster, use a, use a, use a blade. Like, I don't even know, use melee weapons that aren't necessarily lightsabers and we don't know if this snowdrop engine is is going to be you know helpful for that is that going to be you know a problem division 2 launched in 2019 it was supported for about a year or more at most that means this thing is likely only been in development for about three years according to an er- according to an earnings call it was in early development in 2021 so that's not a lot of time for this game to cook the division 2 didn't feel like it launched as the benefactor of everything learned from the division 1 if you if you actually track the division 1's progress it didn't seem like as much of that lended itself to making the division 2 a better game and with this being so fast who's to say it won't be the same just how much did they learn from the division 2 that could've been baked into this if this thing started its development cycle basically 2 years after the Division 2 launched. You would hope that that would be a wonderful baton pass of knowledge and insight into an, a live service game. I mean, we don't know if it's going to be a live service game, but if you're going to do an open world Star Wars game and you're having massive build it, I don't see why it wouldn't be live service. That would be a little odd in my mind. <clears throat> that leads to the last section of this opening monologue sort of uh, show open, and then we'll get to discussing things with you guys that are in the live audience. This just feels really, really fast. Early development started in 2021, according to that earnings call, and two years of dev time for an open-world RPG just feels incredibly fast to be playtesting and revealing. So they're already playtesting and getting ready, I guess, to reveal an aspect of this game, a trailer, gameplay, something. It's only been two years since early development started. That feels incredibly fast. Even if it launches next year in 2024, that's only a three-year dev cycle. According to the CEO, 2021, they started early dev. So that means 2020 was likely pre-production. So if you remember how bad 2020 was, everybody working from home, studios having all sorts of problems, that's when this game essentially started its development. So... Even if it launches in 2024, that's like so fast. That's This is supposed to be an open world Star Wars game. That's barely three years of development during a time where lots of development efficiencies and cycles and bandwidth was harmed and hurt and, and things weren't coming out in a timely fashion. This is not just another open world game. It's a Star Wars game. There's lore. There's crazy potential for depth and for breadth. And my concern always is, is if you have breadth and variety, you're not going to have any depth. Like if they go really, really broad with lots of planets and lots of things that you can do and lots of different variety of skills and combat choices, there'll be no depth because there's just no way you were able to build those systems out with any sense of substance or depth behind them. And if you strive for depth, if you want to have really, really meaningful skill trees and abilities and ways to build your character, then your breadth and your variety will probably be non-existent. A lot of things will feel copy-paste. A lot of the planets and the enemies and the environments won't feel very 
varied. They won't have that variety. So this could just be a buggy scope creep mess rushed to market, just sort of leaning on the brand's name because who wants to play a Star Wars game that's not ready? Who wants to play another bad game tied to a big franchise or tied to a big name or a lot of hype? I certainly don't. As someone who's a big fan of Star Wars, even the shows themselves can go from horrible to amazing if you just compare Obi-Wan to Andor. One felt rushed and shoved out the door and not very well put together, and and then Andor felt like a masterpiece. So it's like, we could definitely be facing a similar situation here. The tweet is admittedly pretty generic. We're either getting some form of a 2023 reveal or 2023 launch. I I think the launch just seems like the most least likely of the the results here. Usually, playtesting, though, and reveals are pretty close to launch dates. I mean, in my experience of covering games... you're going to do a big reveal and you got people playtesting your game already, then the release date is close at hand. And we know that Disney wants a new Star Wars game every six months. That was revealed a while ago sometime in late 2022. It became known that they want to see a new Star Wars game every six months. So I can't see this thing getting pushed out too far if it's already getting playtesting and it's already getting a reveal But I am worried because this is supposed to be a great game. I mean, it should be, for all intents and purposes, a great game. Let me know what you think in the comments below. If you did not catch this live, if you're over on the talk, keep smashing the buttons and doing the things. If you're over here on YouTube, smash the like button. Switch over to live chat so you can see what everybody's saying and weigh in on this. I started things off to say thank you to the early arrivals. I did one gifted member to all those people that were here and ready and waiting to go. Do you see that every six month commitment this early into that announcement? I I just, I don't know, Sven. I mean, why would Disney say we want a new Star Wars game every six months? Like, if you look at the way they've handled the television shows, I just don't see it. I don't see the potential. It's like, what on earth are you going to be doing? How are you, how are you going to get this going? Happy New Year's, Jay Murph. Like, if you look at how they've treated the television shows and how inconsistent that they've been, then look at the video games. It's like, well, how many studios, how many people, how many how many games are you going to try to crank out? What's the quality even going to be like? Excuse me. Disney is looking to sell ESPN2 since the loss. Oh, really? I disagree. Avatar is their first release, and they will release that in late 2023 or 2024, so Star Wars is max late 2024 2025 well they're clearly working on both my man they're, they they've got different teams you know i mean massive is is not just working on avatar like they're likely uh they're 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 likely going to be working on both according to guillermo uh their work they started working on the star wars open world game uh early production or early development started in 2021 so i don't think they're working on just one than the other. I, I would imagine they have different teams. And if you're... Pl- Listen, if you're already playtesting it, then clearly they built something. What would you be playtesting? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could be playing very rough technical tests, but typically, 
you don't go to the public for that. Do you, do you commonly see companies going to the public and having you fill out an application to do a technical test? I mean, companies this size usually do their own internal tech tests, and then they start leaning on the com- the, you know, the public for alphas and betas. I mean, I, there have been some games that have done early tech tests, but I don't know. They pulled the bulk, of the, the bulk of the division team to Star Wars, and they left the Avatar, Avatar team to its own path. Yeah, Creature has his own theories about what's going on here. He thinks that they took a lot of the work that they were doing on the division, uh, the division three, and he thinks that they essentially repurposed a lot of it for a Star Wars game. Star, uh, Starfield was playable in like 2021, remember that. Sure, sure. I mean, if you have a if you have a vertical slice and you just want to get feedback on things, I suppose they could be doing that. Uh, this is lore that we love, and we want to do it justice with a game and uh, and a story that brings both lifelong and new fans on an immersive and outstanding journey that will stay with them for years. Doesn't sound live service to me. We've thought he'd say a journey that goes on for years. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily think that's indicative of it not being live service. Saying saying that we we want to do it justice with a game and a story that bring both lifelong and new fans on an immersive and outstanding journey that will stay with them for years. How many people talk about single player games like that, or or like just just a just a straightforward campaign? Yeah, we want the campaign to stay with you for years. I don't know, Haley. That sounds like a lot of that sounds like puff. That sounds like they do want this to be live service. I'm not getting a live service feeling from this game. I think they want massive for the style of shooter action game that they can make, not so much for the live service aspect. So they're designing a world with a seamless universe like No Man's Sky, and they tapped massive to build it, and it's not going to be live service because of a quote about the game sticking with you for years? I would need to see more compelling evidence to believe that. You're, you, it's been described by Tom Henderson as a, a fully open, seamless universe akin to that found in No Man's Sky. Players will be able to jump between systems, immersing themselves in a vast galaxy, bursting at the seams with activities. That does not sound like a straight one-time shot campaign. That, that sounds like an ongoing game. You're going to build a fully open, seamless universe akin to No Man's Sky, you're going to be able to switch systems and immerse yourselves in a vast galaxy bursting at the seams with activities. Activities? Who describes a single player or straightforward game as one full of activities? Live service games have activities, right? I, I don't know. I, I, don't ha- I don't go... I didn't do any activities in God of War Ragnarok. That's not what I did. I went on an, I went on an adventure in a story. Ubisoft has announced it's collaborating with Disney and Lucasfilm Games on a new story-driven open-world video game set in the Star Wars galaxy. Story-driven open-world game doesn't scream live service. It would just be absolutely bizarre to tap massive for story-driven anything. I just don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. You tap a company that did Div 1, Div 2... And, and and oh yeah, we're going to have you build an open world, a seamless universe. It's going to be similar to No Man's Sky. You're going to be able to switch systems and immerse yourselves in activities. Yeah, yeah, it's a one it's a one-shot thing. Yeah, it's just a campaign. That doesn't that none of that adds up to 
a non-live service game. It's everything but... like. And live service games can be story driven, by the way. Like, I don't think, I think you're creating a juxtaposition in a false dichotomy. I don't think that the minute I see story driven, I'm like, oh yeah, it's not live service. Diablo 4 is going to be story driven, extremely story driven. Did we all watch the same cinematic during the game awards? It looked like a dadgum movie. And that's a live service game. Is is Destiny not story driven? That's a story driven live service game. I mean, th- there's so much it centers around the story. They're always doing story beats. Story driven is not at all at odds with live service. I don't believe that at all. Uh, Diablo 4, I think, is a great example of this. I mean, even the Division 1 and 2, I don't think they were quite uh, strong in, in the realm of live service. But I actually, I'm sorry, in the realm of storytelling, but they still were story driven. Anytime they added to that game, it was, there was a story going on. There was something happening. When I did that new thing in Div 2, what were we doing? We were going around and like uh, finding the different warlords or whatever it was called. I don't know. Division was pretty story driven. Div 1 and Div 2 had a good idea story wise, but the story was done poorly. Why haven't they said it's live service? Because of the way that people react to the term. Like, every single time that we have discussed games recently, the minute live service gets mentioned, it becomes like this big, woeful, oh no, it's going to be live service. I think people are avoiding that. It's kind of like the games that were trying to do NFTs, and they would avoid saying it. They would sort of talk around it. I, 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 I honestly think that's exactly why. Yo, what's good, Feed? I'll say this, a new Star Wars game every six months is just as likely as Loney's Nintendo wishlist yesterday. Every six months? That's the craziest thing I've heard in a minute. You tap enough studios, Derek, and you also have to consider one of the games that's coming out is a mobile game. So they could be looking at, like, one big console or PC game a year, and then you couple that with a mobile game. So then you're doing two launches a year. That gets you every six months. And then you're only really doing one big release. Uh, what so they will say on release? Oh, by the way, this is live service. Why do they need to tell you right now? Like, okay, imagine that Diablo said nothing about the fact that it's live service, okay? You could still buy Diablo 4, enjoy the story, enjoy the multiple classes and the open world, and then find out, like, oh, they're doing ongoing stuff. They're doing seasons. They're doing this. They're doing that. Like, it wouldn't have this dramatic effect on your experience of the vanilla experience. What have I missed? We're discussing the latest information about a Star Wars open world game from Massive and Ubisoft and why I'm concerned. I have worries. This game feels like it's coming to market way too soon. Forget the live service debate. This thing started production in 2021, early production. We're apparently going to get a sight of it this year. If not, maybe they launch it this year. That seems insane to me. Hey, Gamer Advantage is in chat, chat. You know what we should do? I've been doing this recently. I forgot to do this this morning. I try to rotate the frames. Here, let's switch them. Dad's in chat. Dad's watching. Let's, there we go. There we go. 
when you got a face that's that's this pretty you can you can pull off different frames uh we'll have new frames at some point uh very very soon make sure and use the glasses link below or the or the command in chat uh i don't know of one good live service game so diablo 3 is bad path of exile is bad elder scrolls online is bad destiny 2 is bad what are you talking about is no man's sky bad um, what do you mean? There's plenty of very successful live service games that are that are great. What about uh, Final Fantasy 14? What about all of those very successful battle royales? Like, you know what I'm saying? There's plenty of ongoing games that are live service that do a great job. Yeah, I'm not. I'm no I'm no longer wearing Storm Lucids. We'll have to update uh, the command. I'm wearing the Infernos. Uh, ESO is really good. Yeah, what? Yeah, Fortnite. For, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Fortnite, Final Fantasy, World of Warcraft. There's plenty of ongoing games that do a great job. What did Sven say? I bet we get a gameplay announcement this year, and it releases 2024. So, see, I addressed that in my show open. If this Star Wars open world game lands in 2024, that is so fast. That's fast. If Creature is right and they have essentially hijacked the Div Dev team and systems that the team had and was mid-developing, then a quick turnaround wouldn't be too crazy. Harry, that's literally Creature's theory. He's like, I bet you the bones of this game is Div 3. That's what he thinks. He thinks they took the they took the bones of Division 3 and were like, yeah, keep going, but uh, make it Star Wars instead. Can't wait for low-quality games we get won't turn out like a few of the shows at Disney Plus at all Saint says live service games have been full of failed promises sounds like we plan on milking players for money what live service games have have been full of promises like what which 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 games are you talking about as far as failed games this last year are you talking about Callisto Protocol not live service Gotham Knights not live service Plague Tale Requiem not live service what about historically some of the biggest bumbles in history? Cyberpunk, not live service. No Man's Sky didn't launch as live service, and it wasn't bad because of the lack of live service or because they tried to be live service. It was bad because it lacked a bunch of features because they lost a bunch of stuff in a studio flood. The biggest and most disappointing game launches in the last couple of years haven't even been live service games. They've just been bad games. I, I, I can't think of very many live service games. Marvel Avengers is a good example of bad live service. Right. And is Marvel Avengers bad because they tried to do live service? Or is Marvel Avengers bad because it's bad? Like, actually break it down. We've had this discussion so many times before. I'm so surprised people want to get back in the ring. Anthem failed. Did Anthem fail because they tried to be a live service game? Or did Anthem fail because it was in pre-production for four years and they tried to build a game in 18 months? Wrong. Halo was not bad because they tried to do live service. Halo failed at the fundamentals of a live service game. It's not even a live service game if you look at what is generally expected from a live service game. Why is Halo bad? Is Halo bad because it tried to be live service or is Halo bad because it had an 18-month contractual attrition rate and people walking out the door? 50% of 343 staff was on that 18-month contractual attrition and according to Staten and others, when he got in, the basically the game was in life support mode like what are we even going to do they didn't even have anything worth you think the graphics and you think that campaign and you think that thing that they showed that led to the delay of the game because it was an embarrassment was that live services fault really like actually 
do an assessment, do an autopsy. Don't just be like, yeah, this guy died because he was wearing a baseball cap. No, you got to look beneath the baseball cap. He died because someone blasted his head open. Like, these games died be- or, or didn't do well. It had nothing to do with live service. Live service is too broad. Pretty much every multiplayer game has a form of ongoing service. Just certain methods of doing so are more popular than others. Yo, what's good, Orphan Twin? Like, you've got to do an autopsy on the games and be like, well, what was the real cause of death here? Like, look, really look at Anthem. Anthem had nothing to do with live service. Its failure had nothing to do. That game could have been an amazing game if it actually would have been live service. Whatever they were building got scrapped. They were going to build a survival game with weather systems. The video game's name changed at the last minute at one point. Like, they scrapped entire things. They used an engine that required them to build flying systems from scratch. Like, what? Oh, but yeah, it's, it was live service's fault. What? That has nothing to do with the, uh, Anthem's failings. I don't think they'll release in 2024. I imagine they'll do a reveal trailer and then launch early 2025. Listen, if you're building an open world Star Wars game right now, if this Star Wars open world game is going to be good, it needs time to cook. They started early production two years ago. Do you really want this thing to launch next year? I don't. I I don't. Why would you want it to launch next year? There's no way it'll be ready. There's no way it'll be ready. That's such a small development window. Three years for a game that Tom Henderson's describing as it will boast a fully open, seamless universe akin to that found in No Man's Sky. Players will be able to jump between systems, immersing themselves in a vast galaxy. Excuse me, in a vast galaxy, bursting at the seams with activities. I really try to get through that quote read without without having that happen. Sorry. How many people are working on it, though? I mean, the dev team's working on it. Is the big concern for the Star Wars game that it's live service or that it'll be rushed? Thank you. That's exactly right, Future Warrior. No one should be concerned that they, they might do live service. The concern should be you'll push a game out that's not ready, Anthem. Can you imagine if Anthem would have actually been in development for like three or four years instead of 18 months 18 months you got to play something that had been worked on for a year and a half that's nuts that's insane and and to, and to look at that game like yeah that's what happens a train coming over here and dropping 23 ggs on the tuck we're really light over here today we need the likes we need the shares we need to get this thing going let's get our three next subscribers and hit 10 let's keep this going over here let's hit our member goal i got it started today with one gift and let's see what we got I'm just not as optimistic about live service as I, that I have been. Live service just seems to not bring enough money for publishers. But that's the thing. I get the concern, but I feel like live service has legitimately become the boogeyman in the gaming world. It's just the boogeyman. It's like that's not what's it. What? Where is the evidence that live service destroys games and their quality? Where is it? The games, most of the games that I see you guys playing, 
Yeah, I can see what some of y'all play in Discord. You're playing a live service game. Like, what's the what's the problem? What are you afraid of? If it's live service, they could dump that into the market anytime they want. If they are making a game, I can fully, uh, I can fully buy. I don't know what you mean on my own terms. I hope they work hard and launch when ready. Which Star Wars game is this? Uh, thank you so much for another 2023. Thank you, Bull uh, Buffalo. Thank you for that, and for some fire as well. Buffalo over here sending fire and sending some 2023s. You're the best. If you guys are just tuning in over here, smash that screen a bunch. It gives us likes. Give us thumbs up over here on YouTube. Get us to 200. We are discussing the Star Wars open world game, and I am worried because it seems like this thing is going to come to market way too fast. Just way, way, way too fast. Started production 2021. Apparently, we're going to see it this year. It's already in playtesting. That, to me, puts it on track to either launch this year or next, which just seems incredibly fast. I don't want to see this thing until 2025. Next year, you mean this year? It's 2023? No, 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 no. Next year, 2024 would be way too fast. It would be way too fast. Which Star Wars game are we talking about? Massive and Ubisoft building, uh, building a Star Wars open world game. I was just saying, it seems like a lot of the failures aren't because they're live service, but because the developers have no scope and they turn to a live service model to save them. See, I think Raijin has it right. I think a lot of the times, that's what you're seeing, right? Get us to a thousand likes. Yeah, you got us to a thousand likes. Next console generation, at least, says Buffalo. Trying to get it started this morning, subtrain worker lurker. That's right. That's right. We only need we only need three more subscribers over here. Hit that star at the top. I would appreciate it. Person could be concerned about both rush and live service. Raises hand. Well, listen, it, it like I don't have a problem with someone looking at a Star Wars game and saying, I tell you what, I uh, I don't want live service. I just want a really, really good single player game. Like, I don't have a problem with somebody having that outlook. I don't. It doesn't bother me at all. Especially when we get really, really good games. The likes of Jedi Fallen Order and Star Wars Jedi Survivor is right around the corner, right? That doesn't bother me at all. Like, to me, that's totally fine. That's like a preference thing. But this whole, this whole live service boogeyman, I don't buy into it. I don't. And I'm gonna be dead honest with you guys. Where the frick are you? Where are you? You're in my chat. I'm like... I'm like live service analyzation king. Like, that's what I do. That's what I'm on the hunt for. Like, let's get a good live service game. Let's get a good ongoing game. And you guys are like, oh, no. Live service is the devil. Where are you? Who are you talking to? Well, whose chat are you in? Why is live service so scary? We all know each other because of a live service game. For the most part. We all know each other because of a live service game. We cut our teeth as a community in a live service game. What's why is it a boogeyman? Why is it so scary? What do you what? Are you, what's gonna happen? Like I'm looking at Diablo Four, thinking oh, I'll plant my flag there, man. We'll build, we'll make some content. We'll do some stuff. I don't know, man. Live service games just end up being crappy. What what what? What's the argument? That live service can kill a game, but live service doesn't necessarily make games bad? Do you think every game needs live service? Oh, no. No. We were talking about a game recently, and someone was like, oh, this should be live service. And I was like, no. Uh-uh. 
As an MMO fan, I don't think live service is the problem at all. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't think everything should be live service. I don't. But we have had this discussion so many times here. Like, every single time a live service game comes up, people are like, oh my gosh. The reason that we got on this track is somebody's like, well, why wouldn't they just come out and say it's a live service game? Well, because of the way y'all are reacting. You're acting like it's the the death knell of a game. So, of course, they're not going to come out and say they're going to do live service. Live service has become like a new scapegoat for gaming. It's, oh, that game's going to be bad because it's going to be live service. It's going to be a it's going to be a low low quality game that just tries to get you to spend money. Live service games cost a lot of money and time. Well, sure. I know I knew you from when our live service was taken king. Not season 38. It's slightly different looking seasonal armor and a six-man activity. Well, <laughs> Harry, Harry, yes, yes. That game is going through its own, you know, it's just starting to stink a little bit around the edges, right? It's, you know, there's a little bit of mold growing. You know, it's just a little bit uh, long in the tooth, okay? But the point is, though, the point is, live service is not a problem right it just isn't the issue is if you're gonna do live service it has to be in a game that's designed for it and that's why i think what raijin said a little bit ago is so important i think there were games that they were like this thing isn't ready so let's try to bake in some live service format some ongoing format and then everyone thinks, oh, when games try to do live service, that's why they come out like that. I, I don't I don't actually think that's the cause. If you look at Final Fantasy XIV, if you look at No Man's Sky, if you look at Diablo 3, you see evidence of games that said, let's keep this going. Let's come up with the live service model and look at the success. So I think other companies are looking at that and saying, well, that's a great monetization model. I, w- let's do that. Instead of, here's a giant world. Like, look at Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey and just imagine the work that went into the world, the map, the activities, the NPCs, all the different things. And imagine that instead of you playing that game and leaving it and lately leaving it after a really good play session, imagine that world continuing on and living. And I think a lot of companies are looking at like the budget and the time and the bandwidth and the investment into building a game that size. And that's why we got AC Valhalla. AC Valhalla, they basically turned it into a live service game. And I've continued to say, I think that's going to impact the market. I think other game companies are going to look at that and be like, well, we could spend five or six years developing a game that generates revenue for us for about a six month window. Or we could spend five or six years building a game that generates revenue for us for five or six years. So then you get into parallel development, then you get into funding the next project, then you get into funding whatever it is they're trying to do. Like, I just think that's where we're headed. So I don't think this this hesitancy or this fear about live service makes any sense. It's like, this is where the industry's going. This is where budgets and, and, and the size and scope of projects is going. I feel that live service is used as a catch-all. There's MMO or there's games like Destiny. Right. Oh, and then there's games like Diablo 3. I mean, Diablo 3 is very, very thin with respect to like what they're adding every time. It's mostly 
like modifiers and cosmetics so that you get a fresh experience growing a world which is different from like call of duty or apex sure seasonal battle passes and battle royales are very different as well that's why starfield should be an mmo live service in my opinion great potential no i don't agree with that i actually don't agree with that i think when you look at starfield and you look at who's making it I actually think they're making the right decision. I, I think they should just stick to what they know. Yo, what's good, we the people? Really good RPG, really good contained RPG. That Obviously, you could play that game for forever with the way they're building it. 100%. Jedi, Jedi Survivor is still what I'm looking forward to most, says Suede. That said, live service done well could be good. The Star Wars world could easily support one. Not sure I trust anything Ubisoft is working on right now, though. Counterpoint, this community is supposedly sympathetic to live service, and you're getting a large bit of pushback in chat. People who are almost uh, instinctually skeptical, apprehensive of the model. I wouldn't be surprised if some of that's because they're burned out by one particular game. It wouldn't surprise me at all that, like, you're burned out in in that live service game and it's got you like almost jaded and calloused to the idea of a game going on that's what you think you think like like let's say you're playing right now i think a lot of you are still playing destiny totally fine doesn't bother me but you've become bored or disenfranchised or you think here we go again. I've done this before. You've got an activity where I'm throwing balls and there's stuff at the end, right? And you've got pretty stuff for me to change how I look. Okay, yeah, I've done this a hundred times. And what I think people do is, like a lens, they view all live service games through that narrow lens. They're like, well, this is what I'm experiencing right now. So you're going to do the same thing in that game. You're going to do the same thing. You're just going to rehash activities. You're just going to rehash the same stuff over and over again. Does anybody here still play the Viking game? Did anyone stick with New World? I mean, Reforgers, just curious. I think there's a good chunk of people here that still play New World, and I do think there's a good chunk of people here that are still playing Valhalla on a regular basis. Yes. Now, Valhalla's coming to an end. I think they've got one more big thing this year. I've not followed it closely. Yeah, Hilly plays New World. A lot of these people still play New World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably an outlier. I've been playing since the beta, and I'm still looking forward to playing. Do we know any gameplay details for this game? No, we do not. Other than that, it's going to be, according to Tom Henderson, it's going to be a fully open, seamless universe akin to what is found in No Man's Sky, and you'll be able to jump between systems, immersing yourselves in a vast galaxy, bursting at the seams with activities. Yeah, he's still yeah, he's still fishing. Yeah, that's that's probably all he does in that game. That's probably about all Hilly can muster in uh, in New World. Guys, we're having a really solid turnout today in the stream. If you've never been here before on YouTube or over here on the talk, make sure you're smashing the like button. Make sure you follow me over here, become a subscriber, you can push the uh, the star button. If you're over on YouTube, let's get the members going today. Let's get the coffee orders going. Let's get everything going this morning. Thank you so much for being here. I started the day and gifted a member to chat just to say thanks to everybody for uh, people coming in. What is this? Who is sending... Oh, okay. Um, 
And we appreciate you guys supporting the broadcast. I know a lot of you guys are here every day. And that's a really great way to get a gifted member. If people start doing gifted memberships, that way you'll get one. Hey, we do have a first order of coffee here. It came in uh, about five minutes ago. A bag of dark roast to Eric. Thank you so much for getting us started this morning with our first bag dark roast did someone say reforged roast yep we just got our first order let's get let's get our first member batch going as well and we should easily have 200 likes now on the video so really what we're discussing so let me give you a bit of a catch-up if you just tuned in we are discussing uh we are discussing the star wars open world game uh the star wars open world game that is supposedly coming very soon at least that's what it seems like at least that's what it seems like Star Wars open world game is apparently we're going to get a look at it this year and it's already in playtesting now my primary concern is that seems really fast they started production in like 2021 now what I've been debating with chat is will this be a live service game they're describing it as an open world story driven game but the way it's being described by Tom Henderson and the fact that they tapped Massive to build it, I have a hunch this will end up being a live service game. And people are like, well, why wouldn't they just call it one, right? Gonna move over to YouTube, character limits annoying. No worries. Like, the, you know, the, the, the nature of live service games are commonly being criticized, are commonly under fire about, like, should you know should a game be live service are live service games bad right a lot of people look at games and say i just want to buy the game and i want that to be the end of it i don't want to have to be ongoing i don't have to commit a bunch of time Billy says i think part of the pushback with live service is my own personal experience i hate time gated content i like to know a game is finished i like to start middle and end uh if i get a new live oh he's got more to type um, is the game for every console? We don't know yet. Likely this thing will be uh, PC and next-gen only would be my guess. Um, if I get a new live service, one of the games I'm currently playing will have to go, and I really like the games that I am playing. So I guess the problem with that, though, Hilly, is it's almost like... Let's say you've got a handful of restaurants that you really, really like to, to go to and eat. Right, and let's say one of them is a pizza shop, and a new pizza shop's going to open up in town. Would you be against that? Like, oh, I don't know, man. What if it's really good? Then I saw. Then I, I won't be able to go to my, this one over here. You being opposed to that pizza shop would 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 be weird in my mind. People, are like, oh, I don't don't build that. Don't open that. Why? Well, I, I already have a lot of games. I already have a lot of restaurants that I like to go to. So I, I don't want to. I don't want to have to go somewhere else. What? What? All the people out there that are are in a different perspective, different hemisphere of gaming, they're like, oh, a Star Wars Wars open-world live service game? That would be amazing. Maybe they've been chomping at the bit since, you know, Knights of the Old Republic and the Old Republic and these games that, you know, maybe they're just wanting to move on from or maybe they played a long time ago. And they're like, man, give me that sense of ongoing Star Wars experience. It's better for me if the new pizza joint is only open for a month. Right, so then it's not a threat to your regular routine. And I just don't think that's a very compelling argument. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Whenever I played Destiny full-time, I, I was I was hungry. I was 
hungry for a game to replace or or supplant some of the time, right? Like I wanted, I really, really wanted a, a, another another game to play, which is why when Anthem came out, it drove me crazy that they just they hadn't properly built it. I was extremely disappointed. And I got something driving me crazy. I can, like I can, like see it in my peripheral, and it's driving me absolutely bonkers. Okay, I got it. I think it was like an eyelash. It's driving me crazy. The less of a time commitment a game needs, the less I am interested, says Creature. Mike Quad says, Do you think that people would accept live service if you do it slowly? I think if Destiny 1 launched live service, it would have been more than likely, it would have more than likely sucked, but DLCs and expansions slowly boiled the frog, so to speak, and made it seem like a better value and gave them time to iron out live service issues. That's one of the strangest summaries of Destiny's histories I think I've ever read, Mike. What are you talking about? The DLCs were highly criticized. They were highly criticized. Nobody was being slowly boiled. Everyone's like, this sucks. The Dark Below and House of Wolves, these suck. There's nothing here. We waited all this time for this. We waited all this time for maybe a week's worth of content. That... That quite literally was one of the first one of the first blows to the foundation of the game to be like, this isn't gonna work. You can't do DLC format. I don't know. I, I I don't think that I don't think that anybody looked at it that way and thought that yeah, that's that's definitely that is definitely the way we want to go. I don't think anybody was slowly boiled by those DLCs at all. <clears throat> I think it caused people to walk away. They're like, there's nothing to do. Like I'm out of I I've got nothing to do. most players don't like drip fed content you think that that's true you think most players don't like drip fed content wouldn't wouldn't the numbers of wouldn't the player numbers be a pretty stark piece of evidence against that claim that people are people are playing more consistently when it's drip fed yes that's true demonstrate it is that demonstrable in the market? Can you demonstrate that? I don't think that you can. I don't think that you can. I think the games that do drip fed show you that players enjoy it. When you space out the content, that's when you had the biggest player drops. That's when you had the biggest the biggest exoduses. That's when you had the biggest amount of potential um What's it's like volatile? It's like oh, everybody's gone. Are they even gonna come back? I don't think you can demonstrate that in the market. I think the market demonstrates the exact opposite. Low drip. That's the issue. Well, we gotta be careful about the terms that we're using so that we don't pass in the night, right? It's it's not. The, I don't think people like when they can come in, check one box, and then leave. That's time gated, right? You might be talking about time gate. I don't think everybody is like super pro time gate, but dripping content out over eight weeks instead of giving you everything in the first week and then you over consume it. I, I think the player behavior and player feedback and the the, the the amount of time that game has spent moving away from that is all the proof you need. You know what I'm saying? Like 
it's I, I know this isn't a community rooted in that game, but it's weird to have a community that really grew in that game being like, drip fed's terrible, live service is terrible, everybody hates drip fed. Okay, well, that game is, is standing there being like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? We've been doing drip fed. What do you mean? We do a season and stuff happens throughout the season. You don't get everything at the beginning. Drip feed has turned me off anything. I just wait until I can grind. Okay, but is that evidence that no one likes it or that it's bad? You see what I'm saying? Like, I think people are making that fundamental error of being like, if I don't like something, I'm going to project that onto the gaming community. Nobody likes drip fed. Really? Nobody. You Because you don't like it, no one likes it. Live service is terrible. So many failed live service games as you play live service games most of the week sure you suspect (laughs) you suspect like drip feed it drip feed and live service and moving away from seasonal that 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 is you're literally living in that world right you're 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 living you're living in a rainforest talking about no one likes to live in rainforest it's like i don't understand what you're talking about (laughs) Yo, what's good, Inferno? What's good? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Yashmeet, how are you? A seamless galaxy would mean planets with large cities. That's very interesting for me, at least. I don't know about you. Well, yeah, anytime they talk about a seamless galaxy, I want to know, like, okay, what's that going to look like? Are the planets... Like, do I go to a planet and go to one place on it, like in Mass Effect? Like, you like, here's the designated area you can go... Or is it, no, you can go as planet, you can go anywhere you want. You can, go, you can go anywhere you want on it. Like with what Starfield's doing. Like with what No Man's Sky does. Being able to grind and play as much as you want versus limited content drops. I think a major issue with seasons versus actual DLC. Seasonal content can be very limited and time-gated. What's your name? Everybody calls me Lono. Akin to No Man's Sky, so anywhere you want, I guess. Right, I mean, we're going off Tom Tommy Hendy here, right? We're going off Tom Henderson. He says, you know, it's going to boast a fully open, seamless universe akin to what is found in No Man's Sky. Players will be able to jump between systems, immersing themselves in a vast galaxy, bursting at the seams with activities. That sounds like a... That literally sounds like a live service game. You know what I'm saying? Give me an answer, please, if you're not giving. Listen closely. Like, don't ask questions and plug your ears. That's a really effective way to watch live streams. Grinding how, though? Hamster wheel horde modes? Tedious, in my opinion. You see what I'm saying? Y'all keep giving yourself away. You're anti-live service. You're anti-drip you know, drip feed. And you're anti-seasonal. Why? Because there's one game that's got you jaded. There's one game that's got you jaded. And you're looking at every other game that says they're going to do live service or they're going to do seasons. And you're like, oh man, it's going to be the same thing over and over again. Narrow, not ready, lame. They just want microtransactions. Who hurt you? (laughs) What game hurt you? I think I literally finally figured it out. I've been trying to figure out why a bunch of people that I met 
for half a decade of my live service coverage being really anti-live service. And I figured it out. Daddy hurt you. And you can't see it. You look at every game that talks about live service. You look at every game that talks about seasons. And you look at it with a skeptical eye. You're like, I don't know. I don't know. Because this game right here, I played it for six or seven years. And I'm sick of it. But I can't get out. So I come back every season. And I go through the same Stockholm Syndrome of maybe it'll be better this time. Maybe daddy won't hurt me this time. And then a couple weeks goes by. And you're annoyed. And you're bored. And it feels too familiar. Because familiarity breeds contempt. So the more familiar it becomes every time you've dove back in. You're like, I just can't do this anymore. And you walk from that game and you think any game that's going to try to do this, I'm going to be really suspicious of because this game has affected me in a negative way. That's what's going on. I'm jaded at Destiny for sure, but I'm excited for Diablo 4. That game has the potential and I really enjoyed Diablo 3. Right, well, yeah, I would say at least you're looking at things with your eyes wide open. Like, we're on the cusp of a giant resurgence or I would even say a renaissance or a birth of MMO and live service like this is where we're headed ongoing games games you can live in games that can be your hobby I feel like a lot of folks are super jaded and super skeptical because you've lived in one game for almost a decade and you think every other game is going to do what this game has been doing Really? Like, maybe, maybe, just maybe, the reason that game feels that way is because they did something that that game was never intended to do. It's being taken beyond what it was ever intended to be. And maybe that's why the cracks are starting to form on the surface. And maybe it's just franchise fatigue. Have you ever listened to the people that play nothing but Call of Duty talk? Like, they go through a similar cycle every time a Call of Duty comes out. You know, that franchise fatigue is real. Final Fantasy XIV is fantastic. Yeah, Final Fantasy XIV is, is, is such a successful live service game, they had to stop selling Endwalker. They didn't have enough servers. If that's one of the most successful live service, wouldn't that make you expect or compare to that? No. No. Make an assessment of that game. Really do it. Really study its trajectory and its history and how they've gotten where they've gotten. And if you think that's what all these new live service games are going to do, I don't think you're paying attention. No disrespect, but I don't think you're paying attention. If you think everyone's going to be a Destiny clone, no, I don't think so. You're not even supposed to be playing Destiny 2 right now. You're not supposed to be. It wasn't designed for that. It wasn't. Have you ever gone to a house that was built a really, really long time ago, and they have an add-on that's, like, blatantly obvious that it's an add-on because, like, everything's different, right? The amenities are different. The outlets are different. Even when you're outside the home, you can tell this thing has been tacked on. This was not in the original build, right? We've... I've been in homes before where the electric is so old, you got to be careful what you plug in because you're going to trip a breaker. Like the electric, the electric work is so old that you just, you can't do it. And I just think 
you got to remember that about that game you are you are playing you are playing in a home and on a playground that was never meant to be gone to go as far as it's gone i think a lot will take that model I think the seasonal model will 100% be replicated. I think you see that in Diablo 3, and you see that in No Man's Sky Expeditions. Do do we have any just massive complaints, problem, or jaded irritation with No Man's Sky Expeditions or Diablo 3 Seasons? Because that clearly has been another another I don't think it and this is another thing is play some other games for frick's sake you you honestly think that that's the only game in town it's not there are games that host way more players and have added way more content and have been running just as long whether you look at Final Fantasy or Diablo or Path of Exile or any of these other games or Elder Scrolls Online that's not the only game in town it isn't and when you play it like it is, you start to think that like, oh yeah, all the live service games are going to do this. No Man's Sky Expeditions isn't. Diablo 3 Seasons isn't doing that. What are you talking about? Final Fantasy 14's got nothing but praise for Endwalker. It's won awards for its ongoing support. What are you talking about? That game's nothing compared to Final Fantasy. <laughs> you, you, you're talking about Final Fantasy. A global, one of the, one of the most globally popular games in existence. So it's not the only game in town. You've got to see there are other pathways for live service to work. That game, man, I'm telling you, it's calloused some of y'all's fingers. And you think everything else is going to be that same mechanistic, predictable formula. And I just don't think so. Yeah, but we're not talking about that, gangs. No one's talking about the way a game feels. No one's talking about that. We're talking about the systems that keep them going. The systems that has kept Final Fantasy XIV going, the, 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 the systems that have kept Diablo III going, the systems that are now keeping No Man's Sky going, these systems prove there are alternatives to what you've been experiencing in that game. I don't care if you're swinging an axe, shooting a gun, or throwing a grenade. Like It doesn't matter what you're doing in the game. I, we haven't even begun to discuss that. That would be... Uh, content loop gameplay immersion discussion. I'm not even in that hemisphere of discussion right now. Yes, WoW would be considered a live service. The system that keeps No Man's Sky going is called Sean Murray. I and mean, that's a platitudinous statement that has no meaning. That doesn't. That's not why people are still playing. It, 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 send messages to people that are playing No Man's Sky and ask them who Sean Murray is. Who's that? What is what most of them would say. The thing with this Star Wars game is apparently it'll be story-driven, so imagine it's easy to come back to and not get mad since you mentioned fatigue can happen. Yeah, well, Diablo 4 is going to be story-driven. I don't think story-driven means that you can't... that you can just walk away from the game. Like, story-driven doesn't mean it won't be live service. Like, if you take big, significant breaks from Diablo 4, I would imagine that you can come back, right? I would imagine that you can come back. But there's going to be that pain of, I missed a season, I missed a thing, I missed a grind, I missed something. So, I that, that, that does not at all surprise me that people are going to look at games like this and they're going to think that. They're going to think... Yeah, man, I, I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have to keep coming back. I just want to play, get my grind on, and then take a break. No, I'm not ever going to tell somebody they're playing wrong. 
But I think some of y'all need to remember that the way that you have played and experienced Destiny, that's not the standard. It just isn't. That That is a unique, almost anomalous-like community. And in all my interactions with them, both the content creators and the people that would come into my chats and the people that leave comments, I'm here to tell you, that game and that community is... There's something odd there. There's this cult-like, ritualistic thing. They've infected folks, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know how they did it. But they got you. And one of the reasons, I'm telling you, it happens in phases. If you talk to people that no longer play, it happens in phases. Like, if Lightleap was here, he would talk about that. He would talk about how, like... He went through this period of annoyance and anger and yet he kept playing and then eventually he just stopped entirely and I think some people have finally done that they've severed the tie and they're like I just can't go back now now I do think other people have adjusted and they're like I play mid-season heavy for three weeks and then I take a big break right I've figured out how to optimize my efficiency in the seasonal model. I think a lot of people walked away entirely. He still plays, don't let him fool you. Well, at the time, he quit. He got to a point where he quit. I'm not saying the people don't come back. But there are people that finally broke the tie, and I'm telling you, it's not the game's fault. It's not the individual's fault. I just think that you you formed an unhealthy some people formed an unhealthy relationship with that game they just did I'm not a fan of how D2 was, has its live service implemented says bleep but I love the gameplay and that's what keeps me coming back I'm not a fan of their reset every three months and the fear of falling behind and missing loot because I have a family or a job and can't be online it's a catch 22 if you're going to have a game that that, that is ongoing Right. If you're going to have a game that is ongoing, those are the things that are going to come along with it. Like, if you want to come back to Diablo 4 in six months after the launch and play it and have things that are fun and new and fresh and the game's been updated and there's plenty of people running around, then you can't, you can't ask it to be something else. You can't ask it to be something else. You don't think gameplay has an effect alongside the system? I'm not talking about gameplay. I don't feel like giving a BJ to that game right now, gangs. I've done it plenty. I've admitted that it's one of the best shooters in history. That has no bearing on what we're talking about. We are talking about a fear and an angst and a skepticism about live service. I like I don't you're taking me off track. That has nothing to do with people's angst and skepticism and cynicism about live service. I don't care how good it feels to shoot a gun in Destiny. That has no bearing on the discussion. It just doesn't. It's 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 like talking about why you're tired of watching a television show and you want to talk about the cinematography. And it's like that has nothing to do with why people get burned out with, with media or shows or whatever it is that they're consuming. Gameplay loops are 100% linked to someone's willing to keep coming back to a game. But that is tangentially connected to what we're talking about. That's a side issue. 
that's like because we could talk about a number of things you could talk about the gameplay but you could also talk about the content loops you could talk about player incentivization you could talk about a sense of power and progression you could talk about a sense of playing with other people you could talk about a sense of like how do you incentivize people to continue playing without invalidating their their current investment right proper investment structures that don't make you suddenly feel like well i just did this for three months and now it doesn't matter because now there's a new thing to do for three months like loot tables loot tables are another massive massive part of what keep people coming back because you have to feel like the loot table is being refreshed but you can't feel like the loot table that you've been you know pining after is suddenly invalidated these are all just so tangentially related to why somebody would look at a live service game and say this game's going to be crap this game's going to be bad they're going to give us nothing and they're just going to drip feed time gate that's all they're going to do like all of those things are out on the fringes of the frame right now I, I don't care how good it is to play. I, I don't I don't care how big and diverse the loot table is. I don't care how massive your build diversity is. I don't care if metagaming is taken over. None of that is a part of the discussion currently. I love discussing those things with y'all, but that just isn't related right now. It just isn't. The primary discussion is why would people who spend so much of their gaming life in a live service game be super cynical about live service games that's the ultimate question like you you many of the people here i know i know a lot of y'all we've known each other we've put in time okay we have put in time what what is going on with that reality and i personally think because we've continued to come back we've continued to come back to this and it's irritated creature to no end he's like every time we talk about a live service game he's like chat just gets so negative chat just gets so pessimistic and I'm like I don't get it I don't get it Uh, today I get it I get it I see the light I see the light this has to be a little clickbait. You're worried about Star Wars uh, open service and not Transformers. If you think this is clickbait, then leave. You've clearly clicked and not gotten what you wanted to get, so don't come back. It's easier to get back because the story is actually good, even if it's live service, unlike other games like Fortnite, which can be boring quick. Derek says it's possible that having that much time into that style of game means that people kind of see all the ways it sucks and are just over it. For sure. For sure. You think because there are so many live service games, expectations have changed and went higher. At one level, at one level, yes, Ganks. Yes. Like, and I think what Ganks is saying and what Derek is saying is insightful if you combine them. Like, shove them together. A lot of y'all are like, look, man, I've played live service. I know live service. And this... This is bad. I've seen some things, right? You've you you've got you've got a little bit of that like shell shocked, like you've come back from the battle zone and you've seen the darkness and you know where certain things can fall into pits and where certain things can go awry. So the minute something smells like live service, you're on guard. You're like, wait, 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 wait. Are they gonna drip feed? Are they going to thin everything out? Are they going to time gate stuff? Oh, I hate that. Oh my gosh. Are they going to focus too heavily on microtransactions and cosmetics? Oh, I hate that. You're like on guard. 
I think some of you guys are a little bit over on guard. You're like that you're like that adopted dog that like attacks his owner cuz he's walking through the house with a rolled up piece of toilet paper. Like you're like you like you like oh no 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 I'm not going to get hurt again, right? You're 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 it's like it's like a trauma induced response. It's like whoa. These live service games could be amazing. Diablo 4 could be fantastic. Listen, if New World would have properly built their endgame, we would have kept playing. We had so much fun with it. If Lost Ark wouldn't have been owned by Amazon and funneled 95% of the viewership to purple, we probably would have kept playing it. We were having fun with those games. We were. The problem with live service is FOMO, says Hilly. Hilly. Oh, and time gates. You're literally on a treadmill, and you have to grind to stay still, wanting, uh, waiting for the next reset. Sunset, ETC, ETC. Games need to start, middle, and end. See, but everything you said, Hilly, it's so transparent now. All I see in what you're saying is destiny. You're literally framing it with destiny terminology. Are, are there people playing Final Fantasy XIV right now that feel that way? Diablo 3? No Man's Sky? Path of Exile? Elder Scrolls Online? Are there people playing those games that are like, yeah, man, the FOMO and the time gates, and you gotta wait for resetting or sunsetting or removing content? You're Again, you're looking at everything through that dadgum destiny lens, bro. So many lenses that you could be looking through, and I'm telling you, that destiny lens... It's, it's shading so much of what you guys see and think. Imagine your first ever game was Diablo Immortal and then someone, uh, something about loot boxes for cosmetics and you'd get triggered. I think this is what's happening. Right. It's like the minute you smell smoke, you remember that fire that took everything and you're like immediately on guard. Like, I smell smoke! It's like somebody just burnt some toast. It's okay. Calm down. The house is not on fire, right? Like, it's, I get it. I 100% get it. It's, I don't think it's wrong to be like, look, man, I put in time with the live service game, and these are all the things that are irritating, and I really don't want other games to do this. I get it. Yo, 19 months in a VIP from Sorcerer. Morning, he says, hit that like button. Lil, let's get some members. If you've never done a membership on YouTube, man, hit join. Jump in. It's five bucks a month. You get to hang out with me. We got members-only content. We got members-only uploads. It's a good time. It really, really is. Creature says, my take on this. Massive being an open-world Star Wars game gives me hope. The good. A good open-world environment. Good combat. I can make my own Jedi or Sith. Loot systems progression. The bad. It just seems too fast. Endgame worries. Div 3 reskinned into Star Wars. And the mouse. Yeah, Disney. Disney's always a concern. As a whole, Star Wars open world live service. Sign me the blank up. Completely agree with Creature. Right. Gang says, it's hard to take that off. My first live service was that game. So I compare everything to Destiny. Uh, I was hoping Anthem would have been the savior but we know how that turned out. And I haven't bothered playing Diablo or anything else because I feel like I'm start I'm already starting behind in a handicap. Well, I think potentially Diablo 4 could really put us into a great place and give us something to play on a regular basis. What's good, Zubair? I like live service, but my fear is that all the games would become live service and then I wouldn't be able to play all of them. Let me put your fears at ease, Freddy. 
Look at what happened with Battle Royales. We went through the wild, wild west of Battle Royale saturation. Did we not? I just, oh, this is a Battle Royale. That's a Battle Royale. We're going to do a Battle Royale too. What happened? The cream rose to the top. And then they started influencing each other. Look at everything that Fortnite's done because of Apex. They've had to improve. They've had to be better. I think this is one of the reasons that people come to Warzone and Warzone 2 and they're like, what in the frick is this, man? It's a mess over here. What's going on? Why? Expectations are a lot higher now for a Battle Royale. That's likely why the Halo Battle Royale is 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 been delayed and shoved back. In five years, I don't want to still be playing a game made today. The game has to be absolutely just phenomenal. be worth playing as it goes. Yeah, and that's fine, but... The lion's share of the gaming world doesn't have that attitude. Like, look at the player behavior. Thank you, Lazy Nerd, for half a year of support. That's a six-month milestone. Saw the gifted membership email yesterday. Wasn't able to watch then. Hey, welcome back, Lazy Nerd. You see the sweeping changes to YouTube? I thought, uh, I know it doesn't have anything to do with you because you're safe for work, but just a thought. It's very interesting. A lot of people are going to have to change. Listen, man. Saying I told you so loses its punch after you say it so many times. But I freaking told you so. I said this when I was on Purple. I did. I said, folks better start considering moving toward being safe for work. Why? Because lots of companies are looking at the viewership and the viability and the platforms and the reach. And they want to work with people, but they don't want to work with somebody who's like blippity blankety blip this blip that blank that. I I said this when I was still on purple. I told y'all, I said, you better start making changes now. I said it about music and copyright. I said, these companies are going to come for you. And then, oh my gosh, all my videos are getting unlisted. And then, and then, and then, five years after I said all that, oh my gosh, I can't drop the f word profusely in my content. Advertisers don't like that. Golly gee willikers! Wake the frick up! Like advertisers don't want to land on a Pulp Fiction script. You idiots! Everyone's acting shocked. You're dumb. That's the problem. The problem isn't YouTube. The problem isn't the advertisements. The problem is that you're dumb. You don't treat it like a business. You don't treat your brand with respect. You're just somebody who early adopted your way into millionaire status and you sit there and talk like a sailor and think that the world should just land in your lap. No! Advertisers don't owe you a dime and YouTube doesn't owe you a dime either. They don't. They owe you nothing. Like... Like, so YouTube pushed out standards. People are getting tons of demonetized vids because they, it's like listening to Quentin Tarantino's scripts. It's like, well, of course, of course this is happening. Of, of course. Those rules don't apply to this person. They're special. Oh no, it'll come for everybody because the only reason it wouldn't happen to certain channels is because they hit enough volume that the advertisers don't care. But generally speaking, no, advertisers do not want to land on videos like that. I've been saying that for years. I'm like, this can't go on. You can't talk like that for forever. Eventually, companies are going to be like, nah, I just don't want to land on a vid like that. I got to thank some people. I went off on a rant. Vengeance was 16 months and a VIP. 
haven't been here in a while just wanted to remind everyone that Loney is a Sony fanboy but seriously love the uh, live service Star Wars sign me the blank up thank you Vengeance Uh, 16 month milestone for Emori and it's a member plus as someone who still plays the game that should not be named I've been naming it you don't have to say that but finding your channel has helped me appreciate games outside of it thank you very much Emori I appreciate that wait are we on 8 over here no we've only got 7 subs over here and I just got 5 gifteds from my man Infinite Jason F Mike Apex Derek Loper, Altair, and Aiden. You guys all got a gifted member. That puts us at six on our way to that daily 25 goal. If that hits 25, I gift five to say thank you. Thank you very much, Infinite. In fairness, the words never match the actions, and now they're taking action. I do understand the whiplash, even though it was predictable. Yeah, it was like... It's like the old proverb, right? Can a man put fire in his lap and not be burned? It's like you want to play with fire? You want to you want to you want to juggle coals with your with your brand? Go right ahead. There were all those people that were like, "I'm just going to keep playing copyrighted music until they say something." <laughs> sure. F around and find out, bro. Go for, go for it. Sure. You know? <laughs> Do that with movies and your neck will break on how fast you get shut down. Just start watching TV programs too, you know? And I, <laughs> I'm just going to sure, ride this until it bucks me. Yeah, it's going to do more than buck you. Yo, thank you, Kronos, for jumping back in on a member plus and SSJ Gohan jumping back in seven month milestone on a member plus. If you're a member plus or higher, I actually uploaded a video specifically for you guys it's on the membership tab on the youtube channel it's a little sneak peek studio behind the scenes that's the thing they've been finding out the answer is that they get away with it again not defending them but their reactions understandable their reactions understandable if you look at them like children who treat their business and their brand with with disrespect if you respected your brand and your platform you wouldn't do that you wouldn't play russian roulette with it yeah, well, we'll just see how long this lasts. What? The minute I heard about that, I changed all my music. I didn't even wait. Very next day, I changed all my music. I ran copyrighted music for maybe about a year, and I stopped. That was back in 2016. 2016, 2017? Most are children and adult bodies. That's what I'm saying. SSJ is Super Saiyan. You, you think I didn't know that? You, th- you think I didn't know that he literally has Dragon Ball Z avatar? I didn't know that SSJ was Super Saiyan. SSJ Gohan. You want me to say Super Saiyan Gohan? If he wants me to say Super Saiyan Gohan, he's got to make that his username. But I appreciate you. Capsule Core on Trunks' jacket, too. Tell me about, can you tell me about that? <laughs> I'm not a Dragon Ball guy, but yes, I know that SSJ stands for Super Saiyan. Look at Lono's hair. He knows DBZ. I know. I know enough. I I tried to. I liked all the artwork. I liked all the artwork in uh, in high school, but I never watched the show. So <laughs> SSJ means Super Saiyan Lono. Just so you know. Uh, I never seen someone get so eviscerated so calmly. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. I blame the fisheye lens. Also, my cheeks are full of cake. Oh, I just wasn't watching the time. Shoot. I'm worried about this thing that we're going to go cover. Worried about it. 
I don't know if this is going to be worth our time or not. I don't know if they're going to even show anything. They're apparently going to be talking about what it's like to work at that company. I don't know. I'm, t- I'm teetering on bailing. Um, Mono actually watches anime secretly. No, I don't. Yo, what's good, Big O? Cody's extremely intelligent. One of the smartest streamers I can think of. Right, and that's just something he's always had to deal with with his brand. Like, when you name yourself excessive profanity, you know what I mean? CES is not worth it. Trust me, it's just for tech. I mean, that's the thing, is that the the, the fact that the day before was going to be there, I wanted to, I was hoping they were going to show some stuff. I guess we could always watch it after it's over, if there's something worth watching. Yeah, I used to do a show, um, I used to do a show with him on Purple, called Unfiltered Contrast, and I liked him, but I also thought, your, your, your ability to create content in this space will always be limited, and it will get limited as time goes on. It's why certain movies are rated PG-13 instead of R. They want to make more money. They want a broader footprint. It's the same dadgum principle. Like, imagine stepping into the entertainment world and not thinking that 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 axiom is going to ring true for you. Look at movies. Look at TV shows. Look at the rating systems. Look at video games. And look at what game companies and movie companies and TV companies typically try to do with respect to... If we want to maximize footprint, we got to stay below this ratings threshold. And you think as a YouTuber, you can just be like, F and F, F and F. I don't understand why that applies to me. Because you're stepping into the entertainment world. Like, why wouldn't it apply to you? There's money being exchanged. There's advertisers. Like, of course it's going to apply to you, you dumb dumb. Yeah, I just don't bother with that. Uh, Xbox and PlayStation, I don't bother with that. Taking out all the copyright stuff after, just run copyright-free music. It's 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 so it's so much simpler. You know, it's so much simpler. Anyways, that that's that's a side subject. We got to get back to the subject at hand. Okay, so let's 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 bring things back. Let's bring things back. I think we're gonna pass on the CES thing. And I'll watch, I'll, I'll skim the past broadcast, and if they show stuff, we'll end up watching it as a rewatch. Um, my thumbnail will be a little off because it says CES Live, but if it's just tech, it's not going to be worth our time. So today will be one talk show, and then we'll hang out with members. So there's just not much going on in the gaming world. Although our second show could have been about something, but I did a short about it, and it didn't really go anywhere. So I don't know how hot that is just yet. That might be hotter tomorrow morning. Uh, thank you, Cat, for jumping back in. Member VIP for 22 months. You the best, Cat. Think he knows that Lono, you know him. He's never cared about working with big sponsors. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't care. Uh, PSVR 2 tomorrow? No, we might cover Starfield tomorrow. I didn't want to cover it today because I ran the short last night and it didn't really, it didn't really do what I expected. Um... I think people are just tired. They're like, unless you're going to actually say something or show something, I don't care. Like, I think people are annoyed. So until we have something concrete, I don't know if there's much of a talk show there. They updated their help page. Okay. We're going to talk about that for an hour and a half. Anyway, the subject of this episode is 
the Star Wars open world game that Ubisoft and Massive are building and why I'm concerned. Let me quickly, right? No, I'll be broadcasting tomorrow. If something big enough happens Wednesday, I'll do a morning stream on Thursday. We don't fly out that early. I'm not planning on streaming Thursday, but if something nuts happens that that like justifies a show, I I can do a quick one one and a half hour, two hour show on on Thursday. No members, no lunch break, right? I'd break at lunch, we'd eat and then we'd leave. It's going to have to be a tectonic news story, which I don't anticipate happening. So, it's very extremely likely you'll be watching a premiere on Thursday morning, Friday morning, and then Monday and Tuesday morning, same thing. You'll be watching like a 20-minute something like premiere, hanging out with the stream and everybody, you know, hanging out with the chat, hanging out with the homies, because I'll be, I'll be out of town. Hilly, with a 23-month renewal and is a VIP, says, blanking, blanking, blanking. Oh my gosh, Hilly. Oh my gosh. Let's, come on. <laughs> How do I, can you retract that? I can't hide that. I can't hide that message. Get that out of the chat. Um, I prefer content with cursing strongly, but I see no reason to expect advertisers to flock to it. And obviously it should be earmarked or labeled as mature for sure. For sure. I can't remove it. I can't remove it without removing him. Um, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. All right. Let me give you (laughs) this freaking idiot. Let me give you a recap of before I get to like why I'm worried about this new Star Wars game, right? Have you played Warframe? I tried it. I just couldn't get into it. I didn't like the content loop. I, I didn't like the, the feel of the combat, the feel of the, the, the feel of everything. All right. Anyway, so before I get to why I'm concerned about this new Star Wars game, it's a Star Wars open world game being built by Massive uh, and Ubisoft. Okay. Before I get to why I'm concerned, let me just quickly talk about why this could be really, really good, okay? Because I don't want to be, like, all doom and gloom, all, all pessimism, right? Massive learned a lot from Division 1 and Division 2. Like, I think they could bring a lot to the table for an open-world RPG, okay? Forget the live service debate and discussion. I'm, 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 I'm worn out. I've, I've diagnosed... I think I've diagnosed that situation with why every time we try to talk about it, that's what happens, right? I, I, I don't want to debate that. So let's just imagine it's just an open-world live service. <laughs> let's just imagine it's an open-world RPG, not live service. If it's an open-world RPG, all that they learned from Division 1 and Division 2 could really, really make this game excellent. The improvements they made to, like, min-maxing, targeted gear farming, you know, giving people some longevity and some endgame, they actually learned quite a bit which could help this game be be pretty good, be pretty excellent. Also, an open-world Star Wars RPG has, like, limitless potential. I mean, if you look at the success of other Star Wars MMORPGs, like The Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic, you're, you're seeing, man, this could just be insane. And if you look at what Tom Henderson says... He says, from what we already know, the Ubisoft Star Wars game will boast a fully open, seamless universe akin to that found in No Man's Sky. In the game, players will be able to jump between systems, immersing themselves in a vast galaxy, bursting at the seams with activities, right? So, those are all of the reasons why this could be amazing. It really, really could be amazing, okay? But it could be really bad, because... 
Massive has a history of poorly launched live service games, poorly launched open world games that don't have the end game properly built. They lose a ton of the audience right away. People like there's nothing really here. Like, do you have confidence in Massive building a really, really great campaign and that's all it is? Because the campaign in Division was good, but it was pretty quick. Same with Division 2. They weren't bad, but it was pretty fast. So when you hear Star Wars open world game, is that what you're picturing? Like a 10-hour campaign and then that's it? You know, I, I don't I, I picture something that's supposed to last a whole lot longer than that. Now, they have a habit also of not properly building a good end game or properly using the base game. Like they don't properly utilize all the things that they've built. They they have a habit of this, okay? I have I've I've played and covered their games, okay? This is this is something that consistently happens with their games. And it's something that I consistently think will affect their future games. Like, are they going to continue to make these mistakes? I think these are I think these are valid concerns. I think these are things to look at and say, hey, look, if you guys are going to be doing this, you know, are you going to make the same mistake that you did last time? Right? I, I think these are all valid things to 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 look at. Snowdrop engine. They're going to be using the Snowdrop engine. Another reason to be concerned. It's great for third-person cover-based division gameplay. Is it going to be great for an open-world Star Wars RPG with blasters, with lightsabers, with potential vehicles? Does Ubisoft make 10-hour games? I think I can't think of any recently. Well, okay, massive... I'm talking about them, their campaign development. Look at the campaign length of Div 1, Div 2. I'm, you, you can't look at those games and say, well, those aren't really 10-hour games. I'm talking about people that are like, no, this isn't going to be a live service game. It's just going to be an open-world RPG with a campaign. Well, okay, I, I don't see any evidence for that, but let's just say that's true. Does Massive have a record and a history of making really, really good campaigns? Division 2 launched in 2019, was supported for about a year, continued to get support, obviously. According to its earnings call, this Star Wars open world game entered early development in 2021. So if we're going to see the game this year and they're playtesting it this year, which means it's likely launching next year, late this year is unlikely, but late this year or next year, I'm saying next year, that's a very short window to build a Star Wars open world RPG. That's three years. Immortals Phoenix Rising was awful. No, it wasn't. That was an excellent game. It was it was well it was well received. That was a really, really good game. Here's all the Metacritics. 77 from the reviewers, 7.6 from the, the community, 79 from the reviewers, 7.5 from the community, 81 from the reviewers, 77 from the community. That was great. Solid little game. That, that, it, that, did, uh, that did quite well. That did quite well. So, I if if this thing's only going to be in development for about three years, that again, that's another reason to be concerned about it. You know, that's another reason to think. I don't know, man. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this. And lastly, before I get to it, why it feels too fast. Lastly, the Division Two didn't feel like it launched as the benefactor of Div One. 
It just didn't. And if this is coming out too fast, are we going to have the exact same result? Did you guys learn from Div 1, Div 2? Because Div 1, they learned all this stuff. You know, Division 1.8 and, and, and survival and all these great things in Div 1. Where was all that in Div 2? How, why did they not nail... Why do they not nail the end game in Div 2 after all they learned from Div 1? What happened? Right? If this thing's coming out too fast, then I have similar concerns. Like, okay, well, are, are you guys gonna... Are you guys gonna do the same thing? Are we gonna are we gonna not get that that dividend of knowledge, that payout of things that you've learned? The reason it feels too fast is if it's only been in two years of development right now, what are people playtesting? Why would you be showing it to us this year? If you're able right now to play it and showcase it, I imagine it's coming fairly soon. So let's just say next year. That's super, super fast. Now, Preacher has his own theory that the Division 3 was scrapped and all of those pieces and parts were repurposed for a Star Wars game. Imagine a Division-style open world where you can pick a class and just go into a war zone between Rebels and the Empire and do the game loop. Preacher says they left it in the dust to do Star Wars. And if they left the Division development to do Star Wars, then how much of that's coming with them? They did say that last October, so who knows if the hell pages are even right. Yeah, I wanted to let that cook a little bit longer, Paul. I felt like we would have done a stream about it, and within 24 hours, there would have been new information. I wouldn't be surprised if by tomorrow morning, we have more answers about that. Seamless Galaxy, less than five years, GTFO. That's what I'm saying. Like, how are you going to build a seamless open world galaxy RPG in three to four years? You need five to six years minimum to build something like that, I would think. Unless, unless they either had some kind of a technical breakthrough with their engine, or there was enough of Division 3 built, and that's going to be their opening central hub, and then they add on to it as they go. In comes all of the live service concern and worry about delivering a minimum viable product that's thin and doesn't have enough content in it. But at its core, the base hub, base planet, base game could be everything they built for Div 3. And then they continue to add on to it. But again, that's not a seamless galaxy. That doesn't sound like this. So that, that, that doesn't sound like that. So it's like, I don't know how you could pull this off in such a short amount of time. Now, if they walk out and they say, yep, we've started playtesting. Yes, here's a, here's a trailer. And it says 2025 at the end of it. I'll immediately feel better. I'll be like, oh, okay. So, bare minimum, you're, you're looking at a four-year development cycle. Bare minimum. If you're targeting a 2025 release. Anything before that, all the alarm bells go off. 2025, I'm at least like, well, okay. Not only are you going to put four years development time in it, the hope would be all of the work in Div 3 gets added on to that. 
Yo, Jaja Church, how are you, man? I've not seen you in an age. I hope you're well. Here's our seamless galaxy with three planets and one new planet will be added every six months. If they mess this game up, Massive is done. It didn't take them that long to make Division 2 from Division 1. You can't, Lono. It's going to be very undercooked. It has to be within with, with that time frame. Three years is way too short. The question is, when will the reveal happen? They're 100% playtesting. Yeah, they're already playtesting. You can, you can go apply to playtest this game right now. You can. I think KOTOR remake swapped devs. I think adding content later must be the model. If anything, they should have scrapped Beyond Good and Evil 2 and used that world. Uh, it's more sci-fi than Div 3. Yeah, but you don't know what kind of world they're trying to build. I've been decent, working hard. How's the family? No, fam's good. Kids had a great Christmas. We're really excited about the new year. Oh man, we've got so much going on. We've got so much going on traveling this week so we'll be out thursday friday monday tuesday but be back so i will stream tomorrow so you'll get to stream tomorrow on wednesday and then a week later i'll be right back wednesday to wednesday you'll get a stream on wednesday and then next wednesday i'll be back i'm not worried about that as much that's just asset swaps Is that just asset swaps, though? I mean, if you're just going, if you're going from you know Div three to suddenly, suddenly having a a Star Wars game instead, I mean, aren't you going to have to have lightsabers, Jedi Force powers, you know, brand new move sets and skill trees and powers and abilities? I just don't know. I don't know. And then, and then, I don't know. Are you gonna are you gonna have that feel of Star Wars if it all has that Div 3 over the shoulder cityscape feel? Your Iron Man Lego set? I picked up the Miles Morales Spidey Spidey one. Yeah, it's a shame they don't make enough of these. My wife got me this. We launched a Lego channel. If you're a fan of Lego, check it out. Don't don't support it or sub to it just to be nice. We only want people subbing to the Lego channel if you're actually like a fan of Legos. Um, and you're gonna watch the content. Um called the Brick Abbey. You can use the Lego command in chat. We're really, really hoping we can snag that Harry Potter. We have a Harry Potter set on the wish list that we want to get and do before Hogwarts. Um, you can do like all four crests of the of the houses. It looks awesome. Mario Rabbids. Does Mario Rabbids feel like you're playing Division 2? It's in Snowdrop. Yes, but was Mario... Did Mario Rabbids start as Division 3? You know what I'm saying? Like, I that that would be the ultimate question. Is like, I'm not saying it's gonna feel like the division because of the the engine. I'm saying if you were already building the division three and this Star Wars open world game is utilizing a bunch of that stuff and that that build and that that engine, then is that gonna be an issue? Is it gonna feel like the division? Those are asset settings that give you that FOV and camera angle. Yeah, but movements, animations, the worlds, the buildings, all of that, I just don't know. Like, I, it's, it's not, I don't think it's as simple as just an asset swap. You're talking about movement. You're talking about the camera behind the guy. Like, you're talking about so many things. When I say reskin Div 3, I mean the worlds. 
that's all simple asset swaps. I feel like that's just, I don't know. That feels like armchair, like reductionist dev talk. Oh, it's just simple asset swaps. You just change all of the buildings and taxi cabs and cars and light poles and, and electrical lines. And I don't know. That feels really, really simplistic to be like, yeah, they just, they'll just, they'll just asset swap it all. I'm like, oh my gosh, that doesn't seem like that'd be fast at all. It seems like it would take a while. They could also be starting with a few planets in a particular system and then build new planetary systems to add on to use your hyperdrive for. But between planets uh, in a system is like fast travel. Some planets under Imperial control, others under the Rebellion. So if they build off the Division 3, start with one planetary system and add other systems later. Well, see, that's what I was thinking. But again, I just uh, how much did they have built for Div 3? What, a city? One city? They're talking about a seamless open world universe. One city's not going to get you much. I think the largest aspect Massive will struggle with is flying. That on the ground assets, I'm not as worried about them doing, but anything aerial in that short time frame is concerning. I mean, you're assuming you'll be able to fly. Or there are minimum vehicles, right? Like speeders, maybe. What's the difference between the Empire State Building and a tower in Corson? The textures on the asset, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, but it's but you're you're speaking as if that would be really easy and really fast. I don't think it would be because you'd need you'd need completely new art direction. You'd have to completely rebuild those structures. You can't just change the textures on those buildings. You have to rebuild them, especially if there's anything that's interactive. If there's door, if there's a door, if there's shelving, if there's television sets, if there's if there's uh, canisters, bikes, boxes, all of that stuff. Now, what would be funny is if Creature's right and we're combing around through this open-world Star Wars game and we find something that that didn't get updated. We're just like, what is this? And it's clearly something from The Division. Was Division 3 going to have procedural generation? I don't know. I don't think they said anything about it. That's what they have Disney and Lucasfilm for. I mean, they definitely have deep pockets and lots of teams that could help go in and, and, and work on this. But man, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Here's why I don't think they even had much done for Div 3 that would have been brought over. And so so let's, just, let's just put this to bed. I don't think they had much of Div 3 built. I don't think they had the city built. I don't think they had anything done yet. And here's why. Div launched, Div 2 launched in 2019, did it not? And then it gets a year of support. That gets you into 2020. Well, around that time, it entered early development in 2021. This Star Wars game entered early development in 2021. So at most, they had a year and a half of work on Div 3. How many people would have even been working on it? Unless they immediately moved significant portions of the team to Div 3... I wouldn't expect there to be much built. I don't think so. No, Division 3 was never announced. This is all internal. Look at all the AC games. Anyone who thinks those are all unique assets is naive. I I don't know. I mean, if you look at the building structure in, in Origins, the pyramids and the trees... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're just like texture swapping because there's like physicality to the objects. Do you expect the game to be a division, but live service Republic Commando, or do you expect Jedi versus Sith type of game? 
I think there's going to be a massive dilemma anytime you make a Star Wars game if there's no lightsabers and no force. If it's purely a, you know, Republic Commando style game, if it's basically a shooter, or, you know, in this case, it'd be a third, you know, third person shooter. If it's a third person shooter, then I, I just, I just don't know. I, I wonder how many people would approach the game and say, that's not really what I wanted. You know, are people going to immediately turn their nose up? That's always the danger with Star Wars. Like you hear Star Wars and you're like, bro, where are the lightsabers? Right? Where, where's the force powers? Can I be a Jedi? Can I be a Sith? Like, oh no. Are we going to get a new Battlefront game? Says Ace. I have no idea. Open world force unleashed, please. You gotta have a saber if it's Star Wars. Star Wars needs to have force and lightsabers, no question. Deep, I mean, people in chat are saying it. Paul says, no lightsaber, no buy. We seem to be here getting Avatar. Massive could have already built systems that could be brought forward into a new Star Wars game. Yeah, the Avatar game could certainly help with world creation. Can you answer my above question? I missed it. People keep saying it's just an asset swap. Uh, just an asset swap. How would this game be if it can literally just be any other game? Oh, how good would this game be if it could just be any other game? Right. I think the idea was you just get to inherit a bunch of physical spaces and stuff. You just can, like, change how it looks. I'd be okay with no lightsabers. You don't need those. You killed the bounty hunter game. Well, that's the thing, isn't it, Butters? If you build a bounty hunter game, I think people would be okay with not having a lightsaber. Like if I'm if I'm a, a glorified Boba Fett, like my shirt here. If I'm a glorified Boba Fett, then I would think that people would be more okay with it. But when you just say Star Wars open world RPG, and you don't let me do any of those things, it's a shooter. I think people would balk at the idea. Be like, well, why? So you build an open world RPG and st- an open world Star Wars RPG, and I'm a I'm basically a what a smuggler or, or or like a rebel soldier. My best dad voice to chat. Oh, stop it! Any game built on the uh, on an engine can reuse assets from that engine. Well, right, but I think the point was if you can just quickly asset swap, is it gonna feel? I think his point was, is it gonna feel like? A Star Wars game. Would we be able to tell? I guess would be the question. Think about what we've said about games like Sonic Frontiers and Forspoken and some of these some of these Unreal games. We're like, they just look kind of uninspired. They just look like asset swaps. They just look like a bunch of assets dropped in a world. Does every UE4 game feel the same? But that's not what they're saying. They're not say- you keep running to the engine and that's not what anybody has said. Nobody has said, oh yeah, the engine because of the engine because of the engine. They're saying if you take an existing world and you just asset swap, is it going to feel the is is there going to be enough remnant of the division for it to be like, god, this doesn't really this seems like the division got dressed up and wanted to play Star Wars. You could have a bounty hunter Star Wars game. But if it's an open world Star Wars game, Force and Sabers are needed because that's part of the world. 
a spe- if you're doing an RPG, yes. If you're just doing a straight up bounty hunter game, then I don't think it matters. You don't need force and lightsabers. Which Star Wars game are we speaking about? Star Wars Jedi of the Fallen Order games or a new one? So Massive and Ubisoft are building a Star Wars open world game that is not Jedi Fallen Order 2. Well, Jedi Survivor. Yo, what's good, Abe? Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well. Swapping a skybox or a building, that's not that's just not complex. I'm super novice in that area of dev, but I do know that. I honestly don't know if it matters because I guarantee you they're pro I I bet you there wasn't even that much of Division 3 build. You know? I just don't I just don't think there was that much of it built. I don't think they had like a bunch of Division 3 built out that they're gonna asset swap with. If you guys are just tuning in, we're debating on the theory about whether or not Division 3 was enough, you know, far enough in development that they would asset swap because the div team got moved to this Star Wars open world game. Could we get 22 more likes on the vid? Be amazing to see that 300 like milestone. And let's get some members going, man. Let's get that member goal hit for the day. You can gift one member. You could jump in as a member all on your own. It's only five bucks. And over here on the top, we almost have 2,000 likes. So keep smacking away on the screen. Hit that share button. Maybe hit the star button and become one of the subscribers over here. You get a joystick badge and emojis. Three years is too short. If you want to be a Jedi in an open world game, that's extremely ambitious. I mean, just the skill trees in Jedi Fallen Order alone. You know, these could be used for sure. Yeah, a lot of the stone and rubble structures for sure, Hilly, could be repurposed. Yeah. I don't just want a lightsaber, says uh, uh, Dabble Dev. I need different styles of sabers, stances, and blasters. Yeah, yeah. Jedi Survivor is gonna gonna be a pretty a pretty tall order. Hey, my man, one of the people that helped us hit a huge goal the other day. This guy coming in terminal stupidity with five gifted members, and it's going to names that I recognize. My man, We the People, and Quarterfish has been here all morning. Master Chief Petty Officer John, Dylan, and Kevin George. You guys are invited to our members-only Discord. You're invited into members-only streams. Make sure, and uh, you really need to get in the Discord if you've got a membership. That way you don't miss out on all that extra content. You can upgrade to Member Plus, by the way. If you're one of the lucky people in the last week or so that's gotten a bunch of these gifted members, you can. You can upgrade for a dollar, and then you'll get into all the extra uploads that I do. I do uh, extra content for... um, four member plus and above wait I can buy gift memberships now from this screen oh cool I can do it I couldn't do that before and now I can okay well I'm not going to do it yet if we if this hits 25 I gift 5 as a thank you so if you guys get that going I, I definitely pay it forward I agree that people want to play as a Jedi but an open galaxy Star Wars game makes zero sense if there's thousands and thousands of force users running around like just no Okay, but does that make sense in the MMORPGs, right? Which would you consider better for watching you, the talk, or YouTube? YouTube, you generally are getting a little bit of a better experience. We're trying to get it unlocked so I can restream over here so you, I would have a unified chat and you'd be seeing me horizontal and the chat would be below. If you've ever seen people horizontal on the talk. 
I mean, the, the, the Star Wars MMORPGs just kind of are laughing at the idea that, like, oh, you can't have all these Jedi running around. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Some of the most successful, most played, most popular Star Wars games are just kind of smirking, like, sure you can't. <laughs> sure you can't. Knights of the Old Republic in the Old Republic, aren't you running around as a Sith? Aren't you running around as a Jedi? You know what I'm saying? If you said it in KOTOR era, it doesn't. If you said it in the right era, I don't know. Or do your own offshoot thing, you know? Joe first, coming back in with six months, says, just want to say thanks for the gifted membership. Keep up the great content. Thanks for being here. Thanks for enjoying that gifted membership. I appreciate that. Sound effect quality and graphics of Battlefront plus story of KOTOR plus skill trees from Fallen Order plus action of Force Unleashed equals perfect game. (laughs) Grab all of the best pieces of every Star Wars game ever made. Uh, If you said it in... Spelled that wrong? Spelled what wrong? Mm. Releasing March. New Witchfire and Day Before Gameplay. Oh, they did it in that... Did they do it in that showcase? Did they actually show stuff, uh, Barrier? And they're sticking to the March 1st? New gameplay was shown, but it was just a quick clip. Okay. Dylan, coming in with half a year of support. That's a half a year member. Hey, six months, thanks for the gifted. Shout out to Lono for how long he's come in that time. Thank you, Dylan. I appreciate that. Yo, what's good, MJ Talks? Plenty of room for it to not be part of the game. You can certainly figure out a way to do it. It's just not a requirement. Justin Straw hitting six months as well. You mean if those games had a baby, right? That's right, Zubair. If those games had a baby. <laughs> Listen, no one's saying it's a requirement. They're saying they don't care <laughs> if there's no Jedi. <laughs> That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. People are not saying it must have it. They're saying, I don't care if I can't be a Jedi. You know what I'm saying? If I'm just a gunslinging rebel soldier or troop in the Empire or smuggler, then they're just kind of like, I I don't care. I don't want to play that game. And I kind of understand why they think that. You know what I'm saying? Outside of Mando, for the most part, most people that have grown fond of Star Wars have grown fond of the idea of a space western of, you know, guys running around with mystical powers and laser swords. I mean, that's just kind of it. I don't I don't see a way around that being a huge desire. That's a huge, a huge desire from anybody trying to get involved. What's good, Bellix? I'd totally be down for a Mandalorian RPG, Bounty Hunter RPG. Yeah, just call me Cad Bane. That's right. Like, I'd totally be down for that. That would that would not uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't keep me away at all. But when I hear open world Star like Star Wars open world RPG, I'm like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Hey, what's good, Civics? Guys, that's uh that's that's the guy that was helping me out 
trying to figure out uh, horizontal streaming on the talk trying to get that that stream key thing figured out and uh, I use that form and we'll see what happens I actually emailed the the business there's like a business email account for the talk that I emailed and I haven't got a response being like how do we do this there was a time where you could like download the studio and I think they disabled it because they were probably getting so many bots Jedi being rare is what makes them special no what makes them special is they're cool (laughs) what what makes the Jedi special to you they can move stuff with their mind and they have a lightsaber no one's answering that question like well they're very rare and there's not a lot of them (laughs) why do you want to be a Jedi because they're really rare (laughs) no because they're cool they can move stuff with their mind and they have lightsabers and they electricity can come out of their fingertips you know what I'm saying why do you want to play a samurai game well there weren't a lot of samurai they were really rare and no being a samurai is cool <laughs> yeah, I get to carry a a, a, a a katana and I get to I get to slice people up and and do awesome stuff a Jedi is like an NFT stop it <laughs> being rare also helps I mean I'm not gonna disagree that being rare is part of like the novelty like obviously when you're playing Jedi Fallen Order and playing Jedi Survivor it certainly is cool that you're one of almost no one left in the universe like that because it's centering around that guy right hey my man D Tom keeping things going taking us to 16 members on the day you love to see it you love to see the commitment and you love to see the kindness and you love to see names like duke delicious daniel d cruz j wright big t and iron lord reptar hey you stuck around iron lord even though you said i was being clickbait welcome back in (laughs) enjoy those members enjoy those memberships we're now nine away from me having to gift five let's see where we are if we hit 3,000 members, I have to do a Just Dance stream. We're at two, 2,610, so we're still just above 2,600. We hit uh, we hit the 2,500, so we're going to do a triple header horror game weekend uh, this, this month, probably the 13th, 14th, and the 15th, and then on the 21st, we'll do a Star Wars watch party. If you're a big Star Wars fan and you're a member, you can watch our Episode 1 watch party VOD. You can go find that on the Members Only playlist. And you sync that up when you watch Star Wars Episode 1 and you'll hear my wife and I's commentary along with you uh, watching it. We're going to do that with Episode 2 as well. Still true, though? How is it true that my thumbnail is Star Wars Open World, uh, reasons I'm, I'm, I'm worried. And I have, uh, what, uh, 11 reasons I'm worried. So how did I clickbait you? I don't understand. You click on videos and just mute them and walk away and say, I... I don't understand. They didn't. They didn't do any of the things they said they were going to do. Like, is that how you use YouTube? That's the classes from the other MMO. Says Paul. How many are there? I don't want to click on that. I don't. I don't like. I might drop some of those pages. Are so heavy. Being worried is just clickbait. Now, <laughs> you're worried about Star Wars, not anything about Transformers. Come on. I. I don't understand how that makes it clickbait. So you've established that you're creating an imperative. I should be worried about Transformers. You've not substantiated why. And because I didn't do a video talking about that, 
I I'm clickbaiting. Did you miss where I did a video about what Transformers should do? Did you miss that video? Did you see this one here? And where during that video, I talked about how it seems like the monetization could be worrisome. Did you see this video? You do realize I do lots of coverage. Right here, you see this one right here where my mouse is circling? You gotta look at the screen now, right? Transformers reactive gameplay must-haves. And in that video, I outlined my concerns with it not being loot-based, with it being based on the actual Transformers themselves, and we even got to the point where we looked at the, the different Transformers and talked about how it might have gotcha elements in it. But I, you know, I, I'm just clickbaiting. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for another order of coffee from my man YouTube Lurker getting five bags of light. This guy's ordering a box of coffee. Let's go. Let us get there. You get a little... We still have... Um, I had some of the Sour Patch Coal. There's still some left. There's still some left, so you'll get some with your order. I'm glad he finally admits to just clickbaiting. Tony Shills do not worry about Transformers. They only worry about good gaming on all consoles. <laughs> Lono so clearly clickbaited on his own thumbnail. Clickbait confirmed. Light? We talking about light? I think the word you're looking for is hypocritical, not clickbait, but it would still be wrong. Yeah, I outlined a bunch of my concerns and worries during the Transformers stream. Like, we talked about how things could go wrong. To be fair, we should all be worried about Transformers like... Prove they aren't among us right now. <laughs> I thought for half a second you were talking about the video game Among Us, and I'm like, why would the Transformers game need to prove that it's not Among Us? Oh, no, wait, you mean prove that they're not here right now? They actually might be, yeah, there are robots here Among Us. Yes, I, I believe that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what the frick do these two games have to do with each other? Guys, my number one concern about Transformers Reactivated is going to be too much like Among Us. I, clearly, these games are are virtually interchangeable, so we don't even need to make this new this new game. People are like, what is this guy talking about? They're not even remotely the same at all. Bad game comparisons. There's a bit. Really bad game comparisons. Uh... It's a simple asset swap. That's right. <laughs> it's just a simple asset swap. Yeah, you just put Transformers in the game instead. Reforge, if Coruscant is in the game, do you think it will be great? Then because for me, it's great by having Coruscant. That is such a look. That's all you need is Coruscant? Yo, Xanatos. Five-month membership. It's a member plus. Keep punching out the great content. Been MIA a little. Reading a ton since the new kiddo keeps me uh, always uh, from gaming. Are you guys getting the bell song? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that, chat. Sorry about that. I was like, why am I seeing doorbells? Xanatos! Xanatos, look! Look! I gave you credit. You bought me this. We've been talking about how, like, folks, you can use the wishlist command in chat if you want to add some of the Lego sets to the, the Lego channel. We have a Harry Potter set on there right now. We really need that for the Hogwarts push. But Xanatos got me this uh, this Scout Trooper. I shouted, I shouted you out yesterday. Isn't this thing cool? We're eventually going to get to these. We'll do all of the busts. The only bust we still need is Mando. I've got all of the other ones. 
Thanatos sent that one. It looks like there's four. There's four Republic and four Empire, and it looks like there's two, two Jedi and two Sith. That's a lot of Jedi's. That's a lot of Sith going on in in uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Awesome! Can't wait to see it put together. I appreciate it, man. You guys kickstarted that uh, that Lego channel. It's been awesome to it's been awesome to do it. Right now, I'm working on a Yoda build that my kiddos got me. <clears throat> uh, there's skill trees within each of those classes too. Oh yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, I, that's what I don't understand. Is like I get why somebody would be like, well, for you know, for for accuracy, I could see somebody saying, yeah, they 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 shouldn't do a bunch of Jedi, right? For accuracy, I'm okay, okay, but for commercial purposes, <laughs> like if you want people to buy the game and play it. You know, if you want people to buy the game and play it, then that I, that's what I want. That's what I want. I, I want I want to be able. I want to be able to, to be a Jedi or a Sith. Like I I don't think that I'm making a I'm not making a crazy uh, ask here. We're getting a really crazy suggest today. If you clicked on this video, I don't know where we're getting these clicks from. We're getting a really crazy suggest rate. If you saw this video suggested in your feed on YouTube, uh, hit subscribe, talk in the chat. Hey, Night Fury sent me a panda, now he's sending me a rose. That's awesome. Thank you, Night Fury. Very, very kind of you. You guys can always support me over here on the talk by smashing likes, 2,000 likes, amazing. Hit follow. You can hit the star and become one of my subscribers over here. You get a badge and emojis. Clicked on your Halo video again today. Thank you, Hilly. I always wanted to slay one Lego uh, as a kid. My parents would never afford it. So when I got a job, it was one of the first things I did. That build is going through right now. Uh, that build's going through right now. Um, here, I'll show you guys. So let's do this. There's the wish list command. Uh, and then there's the Lego command. So if you guys want to send stuff for that, or if you want to support the Lego channel, you can use that link. If you're not going to watch the Lego channel, then don't go sub. We only want you to go sub if you're actually going to consume the content. We're, we're not trying to just get you to go sub over there. That's only there for fans of Lego. I didn't watch it. Halo's perfect. <laughs> hey, ShyKid18 sent three diamonds and two furry bunnies. Thanks for all the support. <laughs> don't be unkind, Abe. We're trying to stream on multiple platforms. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You should do a Halo update stream one of these days. I don't know how YouTube would treat you, though. An update on what? Yo, what's good, Top G? What's your ideal dev collaboration? My ideal dev collaboration. I would want Insomniac to work with Hello Games and build me into the Spider-Verse ship that and uh, make it maybe make it live service or 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 I want Insomniac to work with Insomniac could work with someone like Blizzard or maybe get good insight from Bungie because Bungie's working with Sony right now to help with live service I would love for Insomniac to build an X-Men live service game. 
where you make your own mutant. That'd be freaking amazing. Oh my gosh. That'd be awesome. Sony Santa Monica and a Souls type of game collab. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to see. It would be nice to see a FromSoft game land in a, land in an engine that doesn't have frame pacing issues. You know what I mean? FromSoft and Santa Monica Souls type game collab. Yeah, I mean I, that that that'd be nice to maybe. I, I don't I don't know if the engine for Ragnarok would would work for something like that. Yeah, those are good questions though. Spider Man Spider Verse game would be awesome. I think Insomniac will probably build the Spider-Verse game anyway. Like, you don't need Hello Games to help, but it would just be cool if, like, Hello Games could help with, like, procedural generation of universes. Like, how cool would that be? Gotta get going. Got a six-hour drive. Great to see you. Good to see you, Jaja. Uh, I would want Blizzard to work with Capcom and make a Blizzard fighting game. Yeah, I don't really get down with fighting games, but that could be pretty cool. Breaking news! Halo! Still doing nothing. Yeah, I just don't know what we would say about Halo. You know? You can only access this stuff if you pre-order the Deluxe Edition. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can only access the dark side if you pre-order. Right? Can you give us your most random GTA 6 prediction? My most random GTA 6 prediction is that they ghost release it. They just drop it one day. That's not going to happen. But I, you wanted a random prediction. You know what I'm saying? They're just like, hey, uh, GTA 6 is live. Like, what? Like, they would never do that. I don't think collabs with Sony Studios and Blizzard will happen at the moment. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yo, what's good, Top Reply? Yeah, Hello Games at No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morning, Lono. Lost track of time. Been waiting for an update uh, on the Bills football player in the hospital. Hope you're having a good day. Oh my gosh, yeah. Prayers for that young man. Gee, money, Christmas. Just terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Just terrifying. I've dealt with my own issues of, you know, blood pressure and in the hospital, worried about my heart. I'm fine, but golly, that's scary. That is just terrifying stuff. They'll make the role-playing servers very different. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Also waiting for an update on that super scary moment in any sport. Yeah, that's just that's 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 earth stopping. I mean it stopped the earth. Like everyone was like, what? You know? Like what's what's the toy drive up to now? Over a million? It was like what two I think it had like two thousand dollars raised. That toy drive thing. What happened? He took a hit to the chest and it put him into cardiac arrest. That can happen. Aren't there Aren't there certain moves and hits and some martial arts and fighting stuff now where you can't do that because that can happen? You can get you can get hit in the chest so hard it can it can it can literally cause uh, cardiac arrest. It was just insane. Oh, it's up to three million. It had touched a million last night. Yeah, it touched a million last night. Everyone watched a dude die on TV and be revived. Yeah, I think that's a first, isn't it? I don't know. Renner and the other guy in the same snowmobile accident. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that Jeremy Renner had blunt force trauma to the chest and is in critical but stable condition. It's crazy. Like, how does that happen? Two guys in that in that close proximity. How long can the Division 2 last? That's a good question. That's a relevant question to what we're talking about because... If you're looking to, to Massive and Ubisoft to build a Star Wars open world game, 
you know, a new Star Wars game will always have a lot of eyes on it. And I think that that would mean naturally Division 2 will get a downturn in support. You know? Oh, Ken Block died from a snowmobile accident. Oh, that's right. Renner was had an accident with a snow plow. With a snow plow. Block was in a snowmobile accident. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Renner took blunt force trauma to the chest with a, from a snowplow somehow. Snowplow accident. And his neighbor basically saved his life. If his neighbor wouldn't have been around, he probably would have died. He still, I mean, he still could. I mean, he's in stable but critical condition. Yeah, Ken Block, it was a, that was a snowmobile accident. It's just, it's insane. It's insane to me. It was the snowmobile landed on him. Oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah, he died. He died yesterday. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, the Division 2 is probably got maybe a year's worth of support left, I would think, and then they'll probably, they'll probably, like, yeah, yeah, his leg, his leg injury, he almost bled out, yeah, if his neighbor wouldn't have been there, um, the neighbor was a doctor and put a tourniquet on, yeah, his neighbor saved his life, he would have made it. Crazy. No, 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 Jeremy Renner's not dead, no, no, no. Critical but stable condition. Ken Block died. And then the Bills player, we still don't know. The Bills player still might not pull through. Digit thumbnail. Halo Infinite, what time is the funeral? I thought you were making some dark joke about all the stuff we were just talking about, Hilly. I was like, oh my gosh, Hilly, but you're talking about Halo Infinite's funeral. I was like, Hilly, you're going too dark today. (laughs) Uh... Bill player may never wake up. Yeah. Yeah, because they put him under to put in a breathing tube. Golly, golly, golly. 2023 off to a terrible start. Just an absolute terrible start. 2022 was like, hey, wait. People are supposed to die before the year ends. Apparently we had a surplus that we owed or something. (laughs) Everything I've read about the Bill's player seemed positive. Vital's back to normal, but he was down for a long time. It's it's all the brain, brother. All the brain. All that stuff can come back on, but the brain never the same again, if at all. If at all there. That's always the terrifying part. Redstorm is still testing Heartland, but Redstorm is the right team. I'll mend my last statement about Halo to an update on the Division's new TU. Thanks, Creature. Yeah, the problem with the Division, whether it's the Division Heartland or the Division Resurgence, the mobile game, um, that would that would be the concern, is that I just don't know how far that, that, that IP can go. I don't know. The mobile game looked okay. I just don't know the draw for that kind of gameplay on mobile. And then Heartland, we just, we don't know anything about Heartland. And when we saw some stuff from Heartland, I was like, it was. Ooh, it didn't look very good. It did not look very good. Feel left out without a joystick next to my name. May need to change that. Listen, if you want a joystick next to your name on the talk, you hit the star over here. Listen, hit the dollar sign. Try it out for a month. It's five bucks. We do a member stream basically almost every day. I do Friday night streams with my wife. We have a members only Discord. You can connect with people. You want to play games, make friends. It's a great place to hang out when I'm not live. 
sometimes your very first membership you get a discount right and the more often you're here you might get a gifted we're almost to the point where i have to gift five we only need nine more you can help move this number become a member gift one you don't have to gift a whole batch you can gift one membership yo jake with 17 months says speaking of joysticks welcome back in that's the greatest way to support what we do it really is is become a member pick up your own membership if you got gifted a membership upgrade it to member plus for a dollar so that way it's yours right there's a 17 month milestone for craig a 17 month milestone for matthew johnson 17 months ago we must have come over here those are both vips hey and jake's a member plus if you're a member plus or higher check the memberships tab pretty regularly i did an upload it was a sneak peek studio tour uh for member plus and above thank you for 21 months abe welcome back hey look at us that's right can't wait to play assassin's creed jade mobile game they ported the mechanics from pc to mobile looks promising it did look pretty good it did look pretty good happy new year detonator 16 months into member vip you the best see all those people celebrating their joysticks real easy to celebrate that joystick and get your own hit that dollar symbol man five bucks a month if you're here multiple times a week you're getting more out of this channel than you're getting out of your subscriptions to like Netflix and Hulu. So consider that value. <clears throat> and consider that you get more content when you pay the five. You already get lots of the free shows. I mean, we do a lot of content here. Celebrate my joystick daily. Ew. Watch the joystick jokes. YouTube's got serious. That's right. Caution, I got banned showing my membership milestone. Yeah, yeah, you did. Changed my name a few times, though. That's all right. That's fine. Mm, I want it to be real. I never want something so hard. What do you guys want it to be real? The day before? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, day before, man, very real and awesome game built on web 30 funded by blockchain imagine barrier this is a joke obviously no i don't think they're gonna do that midlife crisis hi how are you welcome into the talk show we're talking about the star wars open world game and why i'm worried i've outlined all the reasons would love to hear what you guys think what kind of a game would you look for if they do an open world rpg is deadpool okay with his likeness being used in emotes um, as long as something's original and transformative, inspired by, like, you don't know that that's him, right? That could be any little cartoon guy with a, with a mask. You know what I'm saying? It's original artwork that I commissioned, so. I think he's gen- just generic enough that it doesn't really matter. Captain Toasty Buns coming in with a 13-month membership. Welcome on in. Lona, are you able to give the option to pay for six months on a year for a membership? Yeah, you can pay in advance. I'm not quite sure where you do it, but you can you can pay for advance. Yeah, it's pool dead. That's right. That's right. Love didn't fit, man. I was more guilty than OJ. Stop it. Stop it. Hey, my man Civics Gaming, he's gonna move the number on the member goal. That's very kind, man. This this guy is so kind. Like I sent him a DM on Twitter. And he just immediately, well, not immediately, but like when he had, when he had time, cause he was streaming, he immediately was like, man, I'll help you out. Here's how I got to stream, you know, stream key puts me on 
to, to an agency that might be able to help me. Like, that was super cool, man. I thought, I'm just going to send this guy a DM. You know? He's going to see let's see what's going on here. How are you doing that? Got to share love. I appreciate that, dude. I appreciate that. That's very kind. I, I filled out that form, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We shall see. We shall see what happens. Eighteen is better than seventeen. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Eighteen is better than seventeen. You gonna make an eighteen for me, middle tier? You gonna do it? We'll get. We'll be real close. We'll be seven away. When we hit twenty-five. I get five, and we've we. I have to do that every single time. We've had days where we've hit, you know, fifty, seventy-five, all of that. No, the agency's not got back. It was just a Google form that you filled out. It was just like a Google form that you filled out. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, and he did a member plus. That's my man. That's my man. Takes it to 18. Look at that. That's what I like to see. Gifted members are dope. Folks picking up their own memberships. Just as dope. Thank you, middle tier, for jumping in. What did I miss with this topic? Just got in here off work. What's good, Dan? So basically, I'll give you a too long didn't read. The Star Wars open world game being built by Massive and Ubisoft, apparently they're going to be doing some type of a reveal this year, as well as they're already playtesting, right? And so I said, this could be good because they did a lot of great things with Division 1 and Division 2, a lot of things that they've learned. They've got a lot of experience with this kind of thing, so it could be amazing. But they also have a history of not doing a great job when games launch. It also seems like it's going to be really fast since it entered early development in 2021, we're looking at a launch window of next year, maybe? Yo, Steven Marston gifted a membership. We can do this one at a time. We can do this one at a time. You guys don't have to do big batches. Every little bit helps, man. Every little bit helps. If you get me to 3,000 members, I have to do another Just Dance stream, and I really don't want to. So between today and tomorrow, if I go on my trip and come back, we probably won't be able to hit it, which is what I'm kind of hoping for. Just <laughs> ah, 2,600, everybody chill. Everybody chill. James Cowan, you just got the membership. Thanks and uh, congrats. That's fast. It's a little concerning. Amy, Amy Henning's not involved with the Star Wars games anymore. What project is she on now? Hey, my man Hilly. My man Hilly buying his way out of jail. You know, he was nasty in his re-membership, but now he's going to be kind. Avid7 gets the membership from Hilly. Thank you so much, Hilly. Hey, Detonator says, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's capstone it. Steven Martin does an extra one. See, now it's going to be all lopsided. Now it's all wonky. You guys ruined it. Now we got to go to 50. You ruined it. <laughs> it's 26 over 25. Now we got to go to 50. We got to end on an even. Yo, Divine the God, Steven Homer, Air Dragmeyer, uh, Wes Hewitt, Vig Gaming, Dan Mass. You guys all got a gifted membership. And now I got to do... My five. I think I can do it right here in the foot. My gosh! What the frick, Steven? I gotta turn off the alerts. Oh my gosh! I was like, all right, let me get ready to do my five. No, no. I owe 15 now, you son of a gun. He just dropped a 50 bomb on chat. Gee, many friggin' Christmas. So many names I recognize in chat. Ravenous Porter got one. Big A Punk got one. That's my man. He's here all the time. Hey, J Stock. J Stock's lurking. Rob Taylor got one, man. 
you love to see it. Seattle Chef, Preacher. I've noticed so many names. I'm only calling out names as I see them. Like Omix, uh, Omax Pie here all of the time. That is big. That is big. Do you have any info on Hogwarts Legacy? Is it live service? It's not live service. I've covered it quite a bit on my uh, Reforge Gaming YouTube channel. It will not be live service. They may have ongoing content plans, but they've said nothing about it being live service out of the gate. Captain Crunch, Hopping Rabbit got one. True King, Sam Buster, Kyrian Mirigan. Yo, you guys all, listen, I didn't call out all 50 names. I'm not calling out all 50 names. It's still going, by the way. It's still going, by the way. Steven Marston just dropping. That is so kind, man. That is so kind. What a, what an absolute bomb of membership. If you guys check the chat right now, sometimes it goes to people that aren't even here. They're so loyal to the channel, it'll just email them. There was a couple people today who renewed their membership, and it was like a four-month, six-month renewal, and they're like, oh, man, I got an email the other day. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Steven Marston. That's so kind of you. That is so kind. I owe 15... I don't think I can pick a 15. I'm about to do a 10 and a 5. I'm about to do a 10 and a 5. Oh, gosh. Is this going to work? I, I I think I closed myself out of the out of the, the chat. Oh, no, it worked. I'm right back. I'm right back. It did it all within the member within the member thing. There's my 10 that I owe. I owe, I owe five more after that. I don't add mine to this total, by the way, just so this is a clean representation of what y'all have done. Yo, look at some of these names. I know these people. Uncle Brada. I know you. Storm Killer. Doom Slayer. Liquid Smoke. That's what I like to see. I love to see those names that I recognize. All right, I owe you five more. I owe you five more. I do five every 25. Five every 25. So, so kind. Please don't make us hit 3,000. I don't want to. Five from me. Five gifted members from me goes to Shadow Ninja. I see Shadow Ninja here on a regular basis. Good to see a name like that that I recognize. Some of these names, man, you guys are here a lot. You guys are here a lot. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy the gifted memberships. EDM recording artist DJ Billy B saying hello from Miami, Florida. DJ Billy B. I've I've I was just kidding. I don't know if that's is that how you do like intros. For yourself, I just shouted you out. I gave you it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We need Derek in town when that hits. Oh no, no. Best username, Master Chief Petty Officer John. <laughs> Why is that the best name? Why? Tim the Tap Man. Boys, oh, Tim. Where's Tim? Is Tim here? Tim, are you here? Do you want a membership? All right, let me check our count here. Let me check our count. We are at 2685. We are 15 away from 2700. That's uh That's 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 pretty far out from the 3 from the 3k. I set it high on purpose. I did not want to do another just dance stream. Second show today or nah? We were going to cover that CES thing, but then I got gun shy. We were having such a good conversation about Star Wars. I got gun shy. I was like, yeah, it's going to be tech focused. Sounds like they did show some stuff. So maybe our second show, we could like watch it and react. I I don't know. Right. Maybe we could change the thumbnail to like the day before new gameplay. It was very on TBH. 
Paul's saying it was yawn. We might have dodged a bullet by not covering it. 10 second clips. Oh, pfft. never mind. I could do those as shorts, maybe. So, is this the Star Wars games that we saw the cryptic cinematic for? Or is it completely different? Completely different. You're thinking of Star Wars Eclipse. It's a 10 second clip, if that. Like, my, my gut instinct on it shifted pretty quickly. It was like, Star Wars stream is going well. And the CES thing sounded like it was going to be very, very hardware focused. I'd rather get strangled in a jacuzzi than play Warzone 2. It says Doc. I forgot about Eclipse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't Star Wars Eclipse the one that got passed to another studio or something? Or that's still Quantic Dream. It's still them. Everybody like doesn't want them to they don't they don't want them to build it. They want somebody else to build that game now which is interesting in its own right. Isn't he Riot Live right now playing Warzone 2? Yeah, probably. That's the doc, man. That's the doc. He plays a game until it drives him crazy enough to install it. And that's why people watch. It's a spectacle either way. It's a spectacle if he's winning. It's a spectacle if he's losing. It's a spectacle if he hates the game. That's That's called an enduring value point. Um, that's right KOTOR the KOTOR remake switched devs that's right Knights of the Old Republic switched devs that's right heard their game in June might not be able to do what they want to create I will say I'm worried with the amount of Star Wars games coming in the next few years don't get me wrong I love Star Wars but I want quality not quantity where's the audio Where's the audio? What are you talking about? Um, yeah, I mean, Disney wanting a new Star Wars game every six months. Yeah, I think that's a valid cause for concern. I do. It's like, well, how good are these games going to be? You know? It seems fast. I know they could supplement with like mobile games because I know the one game's a mobile game. It's like a arena game or something. Oh, that's doc. That's your doc impression. <laughs> he told some guy the other day to stop flapping his gums. I love it. Oh, I see a complete game before we hear about another one. And it just depends, right? It depends on it depends on who's building it. New game every six months sounds like too much. Well, think about it like this though: you, we got Jedi, we got Jedi Survivor, right? We got Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor looks awesome. Then you got a mobile game. You got the mobile game coming out. It's like an arena shooter or something. I forget what it's called. That this year's booked. Then we don't need anything else to come out. Okay, so that means next year the Star Wars open world game could come out and then some other smaller mobile game, indie game, something, right? It just depends on how many studios they've tapped. Because if they've tapped good studios and those studios are given ample amount of time to build a new Star Wars game, then they, they could pull it off. I think the concern is consistency. You go from Obi-Wan to Andor and you're like, what the frick happened? 
Obi-Wan Kenobi was a was a freaking garbage fire and Andor was a masterpiece. That's a pendulum swing if I've ever seen one. Look how close those shows launched with each other. I was so shaky on Andor. I don't know, man. Obi-Wan burned my hand like a stove in the dark. I was like, what happened? How I don't want to touch that again. Eclipse is already in trouble. Kotor remake seemingly back at stage one. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's that's gonna be the big dilemma. Like, look at what happens when you have three different directors for movies seven, eight, and nine. What a freaking disaster that trilogy is. That arguably. Yeah, arguably it might be worse than the prequels. And that says a lot coming from somebody born in 81. You know what I'm saying? I was born in 81. I grew up on Star Wars. And I loathe the prequels. And I think as time has gone on, I think 7, 8, and 9 might be worse than the prequels. Just because you got three different directors and it's just a freaking mismatch of nonsense. What the frick is going on? The deal for the game was only announced a year ago. There's no way it makes it out the door next year. Right. Right, that's what we've been saying. Is It just sounds incredibly fast. Incredibly fast. It entered early production in 2021 according to an earnings call. So it hasn't been in development that long. It hasn't. It has not been in development that long. So, I, you know, it could, it could be 100% rushing, rushing to market. And if it, if it is, if it is rushing to market, then it's just going to be another disappointing Star Wars game. Sequels, the sequels were better acting, but the stories were crap. I mean, I think I'll agree with that. You do have some really breakout performances in those movies. The prequels, you know, are just absolutely awful with respect to acting. They're just terrible. But some of that is the writing. But the but the but the sequel seven eight nine is like, what is going on? What's happening? The only game I have confidence in of all the Star Wars games is Jedi Survivor and the unannounced game. What? What unannounced game? Does anyone worry so many games using Unreal? They might start feeling samey. I mean, does Hellblade feel like Fortnite? So I so I, I don't I don't think so. I'm not worried about it at all. Joseph Staten's bird died. I suspect Lono punched it. I did not attack Joseph Staten's bird. This is this is uh this aggression will not stand, Hilly. You are really out of line today, right? Insinuating that I would punch a bird. I don't know where you where I don't know where you get this. This slander. But <laughs> I mean if it was a goose, his life's forfeit. Like you invite me to dinner and you're like, I have a pet goose. I'm like, really? Let me see it. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? No reason. Just, why don't you keep making dinner and, uh, let me see that goose. Bro, why are you talking like that? There's, what is going on? What do you mean I always talk like this? <laughs> By the way, can I borrow one of your kitchen knives? No, I'm really uncomfortable. I think you need to leave. (laughs) 
like a bit like if Batman goes to dinner and gets too drunk, you know? Why are you talking like that, Bruce? I'm not talking different. You're talking different. <laughs> we were going to get out some cookies. Where are they? Bruce, settle down. What's the matter with you? <laughs> talking like a cop. Do I look like a cop? Lono Respawn's working on a first-person shooter Star Wars game. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, if it's Respawn, I try- Oh, I thought you were bringing my lunch in. Yeah, speaking of moving on, you can as well. <laughs> my wife came in and said, I'm laughing at your joke so you can move on. It's a bit, babe. This isn't like stand-up comedy where I tell a joke and move on. It's a bit. You keep going with it. Huh? Oh. <laughs> That's pretty good. What about the drifter drunk at dinner? <laughs> uh, bake those cakes and summon a dessert. Uh, <laughs> let me see that goose pause. See my goose? Is that code for something? <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Big talk from the guy with the swan patronus. 6,000 likes. What are y'all doing over here? That's amazing. We're at 7 out of 10 subscribers, man. That's amazing. Hit that star button. Let's see it. Uh, I don't even think cops talk like that. (laughs) You guys are such a good couple, Lono. Yeah, I got a cowboy hat and a mustache. That was so cool. I looked hilarious. Do it again. And I'll say, yeehaw. Middle tier. Hey, it's mid tier. Thank you so much. Mid tier's over here. Slamming away at the 2023s. He's got me at 30. And it's just keeping on going. That's so kind. Thank you very much. 31. My man sent me 31. 2023's put a daggum cowboy hat on my face and a mustache. I looked hysterical. You know? You guys over on YouTube, you just gift members. You don't put a cowboy hat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't have anything like that on YouTube. All good, G. I appreciate it. That's very, very kind. Thank you. Uh there we go. <laughs> Why did you Photoshop my face into that, Hilly? Hillbilly Jack is eternal. That's right. That's right. Hillbilly Jack will never die. It'll never die. Hillbilly Jack's always around. Hillbilly Jack is always around. Oh, I uh, hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you very much, David Harrison. I appreciate that. We lost connection over here for a brief second. I think it was because I got a message. Goose are mean birds, so in my opinion, it's okay to punch them. Yeah, that's where the whole meme came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the whole meme came from. Yeah, we haven't seen HBJ. I mean, we, 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 we've got some ideas. We've got some ideas of how HBJ could show up. We just, we haven't done anything. We haven't done anything with it. Well, you know what we typically do uh, on on Tuesday. For those of you that don't know, every Tuesday is New Trailer Tuesday, but I do that with members. I do that with members. 
So I'm going to get all that set up in just a brief second. Uh, we had an amazing day already. 76 members. I had to gift a bunch. So a bunch of you are now new members. So if you hang tight, you can hang out with us for new uh, new trailer Tuesdays. And you can use the Discord to send me trailers that you might want me to check out. I typically go to like PlayStation's YouTube channel and Xbox, and we just watch a bunch of the new trailers. We'll even check out some of that new gameplay from CES. If anybody wants to grab me timestamps, that would be phenomenal. But before I get all that set up, I'm going to quickly, quickly run upstairs, right? I'm going to actually end uh, the stream over here on the talk. Make sure you're following me over here. You can become a subscriber. Hit that star button. It supports me. Thank you for all the likes and all the gifts. But the members-only stuff that we do on YouTube, head to Reforge Gaming. Hit the join button if you want to join us for new trailer Tuesday. Eventually, I'll be able to I'll be able to weave that in over here uh, if we can get the stream keep streaming over here. Uh, and now, okay, no, okay, the cord fell. That's okay. That's okay. All right, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Keep smashing like. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. If you're a member while I'm gone, a good thing to do is to check out our Discord. If you guys haven't checked out the LEGO channel, check it out. Uh, if you want to send LEGOs, check out the wishlist command. My glasses, my Star Wars shirt, we have commands for all of those things. It supports me directly. Same as the coffee. We haven't really been pushing the coffee enough. Coffee sales kind of slowed down. Get those coffee orders in. That's mine. That's not a sponsor, by the way. Reforge Roast. People in chat will tell you how good it is. Check out reforgeroast.com. Yeah, I moved the camera a little bit. I bumped it. No big deal. No big deal. I'll fix it.
Okay, I'm back. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for using all those commands. I appreciate it. Music going hard. Oh, is it? I want to check on something real, real quick. Because these Lego sets sometimes are not available on uh, Amazon. Check the wish list. Okay. The Harry Potter one and the Mando bust and that. Nope. Yeah. The Imperial Shuttle. Got to delete it. The Imperial Shuttle's not available. That happens all the time. That happens all the time. The, the Harry Potter Hogwarts crest is like we're wanting that one for for Hogwarts Legacy comes out and I'm so worried it's going to disappear my wife went to the store to like ask them like how it works like how sets release what's the best way to like get them as soon as they come out and they were like well like the best thing to do is check the website and then after you check the website if you have like a date then you can like know that you can come to the store they said they actually have people that like line up at the store Loving the music. Thank you. I was sending another cowboy hat when talk went off. Oh, well. We'll send tomorrow. Oh, no worries. Sorry. Yeah, we're getting ready to head over um, to members only, and we'll do... uh, It's new trailer Tuesdays. Let me get it scheduled. Um, David Harrison, good to see you. You were watching over there on talk. It's cool to see people on both platforms kind of cross-pollinating. That's, that's like, really, really fun. Uh, Let me grab the last Tuesday stream. Um... Going to Lego directly be easier? Well, it's an actual Lego store in the mall. You know what I mean? It's an actual Lego store in the mall. So it's like you go there and you're probably less likely to deal with like scalpers or whatever the heck. Um, so I, it's, and we're not, we're not making any money. We're not making any money on that channel. So that's why I'm kind of like letting, letting, letting folks buy stuff off the wish list to like help basically offset cost so we can jumpstart the channel because we're growing it very slowly like we could have done premieres and redirects and sent you guys over there and got a thousand subs like we could have done all that but we didn't want to because it was like that wouldn't be good for the channel we want that channel to grow organically with like fans of Legos right so we're having to go very slow but that's the challenge is like going slow while also trying to grab sets that'll be super relevant like Anything Hogwarts related will be popping in February. So if we have an entire series of the crests going live in February, that would be phenomenal. So I literally walk past the New York City Lego store on 23, uh, 23rd Street every day. That's awesome. That one's probably really big. That one's probably really big. So once we're done with Hogwarts, we'll bounce back to all the Star Wars stuff that you guys got us, like Cat Goddess, the Millennium Falcon. We've got all of the Star Wars busts. Um, Alex went crazy the one night and sent the original Nintendo, like with the TV. That set's crazy. So we're just having to be very, very careful with it because it's just one of those things where, like, we're primarily gaming focused. They have to focus on that um, instead. Because, like, I'll get carried away. Both Creature and my wife have kind of, like, had to yank the reins back. They're like, you can't just start buying sets, like, and dumping a bunch of money into this thing. Like... We gotta let this thing, you know, grow organically on its own. So, and I did a short today. We're experimenting with minifigure shorts, 
And uh, the first one did well, and I'm going to see how well the second one did. I want to figure out how to put music in it. All right, let me get this members thing set up. So we can all go hang out. Now I can have my lunch. Um, Community. Share, copy. All members. We'll post that to members. We'll ping. Job posting. No, I didn't see that. Is there a new one? Fast track program. Oh, a monetization specialist. Oh, boy. What do you need a monetization specialist for if it's not a live service? Right? Bro, I told you there was a Millennium Falcon Lego Technic set. That's awesome. Cliff Notes. Uh, I, we got to head to members, Preacher. I can give you Cliff Notes in the in the member stream. You guys can click the link in chat if you prefer to not ride the redirect. Uh, if you prefer not to ride the redirect. But we got we to gotta get out of here. Basically, Massive and UB are building a Star Wars game. And it could be amazing, but I have a bunch of concerns that it's being built too fast. And I obviously have concerns because they have a history of, like, struggling with their live service games a little bit. Both Div 1 and Div 2 launched in rough, you know, states. Now, some people are like, oh, it's not going to be a live service game. Okay, I think it will be. So we'll see. If you want to, if you got more questions or thoughts, you know, we can, we can have an extended, an extended discussion in, in, uh, in members. Thanks so much for clicking on this video. If you clicked on this and you're one of the new members, we've had so many new members that have gotten gifted and you're like, I've never seen this channel or I don't watch this channel that often. Make sure you're checking that memberships page on my channel on Reforge Gaming. You can also use the links below. Make sure you're in our Discord. All right. We do lots of members only content. This is going to be new trailer Tuesdays. We look at a bunch of trailers. It's a great way for you to get caught up on all the latest trailers that are out there. Uh, we actually sometimes play games on Thursdays, like Throwdown Thursdays. A lot of the other times we just kind of hang out and have AMA discussions. You can kind of ask me, you know, things that aren't necessarily totally linked to main topics. I'm going to end the previous stream about the Star Wars open world game and bring everybody over 